Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, good morning, everybody. Sunday morning in the Delaware Valley. It's going to be raining, maybe flooding, but we are safely ensconced in our studios, along with Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack. Now, how are you, my friend? G-Mac money. How are you today? Couldn't be better. Doing That's all right. good. You're right, yeah. despite the overcast day. Oh, but yeah. it's not a home game, so uh, and they'll be playing down there in Dallas under a dome. So the weather becomes a non-factor unless you got to do something else more important to watch the Eagles-Cowboys today, which I'm not sure anyone in Delaware Valley can actually come up with. I think that's pretty much it in a game which is 10 hours and 19 minutes away is all the story. And, Jody, there has been a prevailing question this week, which was the game against San Francisco where the Eagles get their doors blown off. Were they exposed? Were certain weaknesses shown that reveal that the Eagles will not be the best team in the NFL. And you heard a lot of it is specifically Jalen Hurts. You can read Jalen Hurts. I'm sure you heard Nick Bosa talk about it. Maybe you heard Emmanuel Acho on whatever TV show he's got talking about it in the dope David Carr. And, um, well, I'll give you – I'll just ask your, your thoughts first. Was it – was that game more than, hey, the Eagles were due to lose, maybe not by 23 – but sometimes a good team just has a bad game, or was it, uh-oh, we're in trouble here? Mm, it's, it's certainly a combination of the two. Which one do I lean on more heavily? Uh, l- let me explain it this way to you, Mac. Here's what I learned out of what I think Eagle Nation learned off the beatdown last week against San Francisco. More so than, oh, no, Eagle aren't that good. All those... Uh, analytics that pointed to us being kind of a falsified 10 and 1. They're all true. We're not as good. The sky is falling, chicken little. No, I don't believe that. But here's what I do believe. They And, and I'm only putting a part of this on the Eagles themselves. It's more on Eagle Nation. They woefully overrated the San Francisco 49ers before that game. You mean underrated? Uh, did I say overrated? Yeah. I apologize. Underrated. Yeah, that's okay. That's, the, that's, that's they're the best team in the National Football League. Yeah. Even though the Eagles record says they're the best team in the National Football League, we know there's more to it than that. Uh, they hit a little bit of a uh, slump in the middle of the season. They were missing two of their very key guys in Williams and Debo, and they found a way to lose three games, one of which 
a rookie kicker missed a very makeable field goal in the last 30 seconds of the game. you got to make that field goal. I don't care if you're a rookie or not. So it would only be a two-game losing streak, not a three-game losing streak. But when the 49ers are clicking, they're, they're, they're the best team in the league. And I don't think enough Eagle fans at least opened their mind to that possibility prior to last week's game. After last week's game, they there was no way to hide from it that, oh, my God, we got our tail kicked by another NFL team. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think they only I would only put one word at the end of your sentence, which is they're the best team in the National Football League now. And now changes because the best team in September is not necessarily the best team in November, is not necessarily the best team in January. And that certainly can fluctuate by injuries and by the way a team is mm-hmm. playing. I think you're correct in when you say Eagle fans wrote them off because they looked really good and then they lost those three games in a row and we probably stopped paying attention to them because, hey, they lost three games in a row. Never mind that they recovered after that, but that kind of revealed that uh, they're not that good. The Eagles had one loss going in. We're going to cruise to the best record in the conference and not to worry whatsoever. They can't come in here and beat us. Uh Oh, they came in here and they beat the Eagles. They did. Um, So I would say right now they are the best team. They're the most talented team. They're going to have the most all-pros in the league. They Christian McCaffrey is having an incredible season within an incredible career. Their defense is really tough. Uh, and and Purdy is a guy that people want to say, oh, he's just a system quarterback and so on. Well, he may never be among the best five quarterbacks in the league, but he is a quarterback I think is going to play smart, know how to win games, make the plays that need to be made. And right now I, I think – I certainly can't argue with you. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. May never be in the best five quarterbacks of the league. Give me five better now. Uh, let, let me. I'll give it to you next segment. Okay. Okay. I will. I will. I don't think he's. I. I would not currently put him among the five best quarterbacks in the NFL. But give me. He, for me, he's the MVP of the NFL. That kind of. You think he's the MVP of the NFL? Absolutely. Really? He's the MVP of the National Football League. Where did the odds show up this week? Because I know those keep fluctuating. He is would he be in, number one. He is, he the, is the top choice. One in the odds oh right yes. Now. Oh yes. Um, Maybe uh, I'm uh, sleeping on him. A website. Yeah, you are, and most other Philadelphia fans are. He's he's been the best quarterback in the National Football League this year. Um, I go to a website called VegasInsiders.com, and they'll put like seven or eight of the top. National gambling outlets, you know what they're fan of, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they give you the updated odds on them. Purdy would be the favorite in five out of the eight, six out of the eight. Dak is the favorite in the other two or three, and Jalen Hurts is either second or third in every single one of them. Jalen's no worse than third, despite the fact that David Carr thinks he should take a seat for Marcus Mariota. How ridiculous was that this week? That He's was the still dumbest there. thing in it. That was the dumbest thing that anybody said, and I think that that's a guy falling into the trap that we have so much these days, which is i got to get attention, yep. and so here's how I get attention. Right, I'm going to do the top five quarterbacks. I'm thinking about it as you talk. I have Mahomes as number one. Uh, can I put Joe Burrow on, or does his injury take him off the list? I still have him number two. Okay. Yeah. It all depends on how you want to define best five quarterbacks. If you're talking about the career they've had – then certain guys are going to be handicapped because they've been around longer than others. No, can guys, I can, if want. I can get them right now, that's how I'm going to do it. Oh, you would acquire them right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, this is, that, this is my quarterback. Easy. I tell you what, here's what I'm going to do. This is my quarterback for the next four years. I'll do it okay. that way. All right. 
All right, so I'll go. I will go. I will go. I mean, we agree Mahomes number one, right? Uh, yes. Okay. All right. I, I'd go. Well, <laughs> again, it all comes down to how you're going to define it because here's part of it. Uh, and one of the reasons why I think the 49ers are as in good shape as they are, they got Brock Purdy playing for spit. Well, He's that's not factoring into my thought. But you're, you're, you're not correct. putting it in yours. That's fine. You're yeah, just but, doing it off. Uh, performance on the field for however long they've been in. Gotcha. Yeah, this is and, this is my thing. I get the an, next four the, years. Here, here's how I'm doing it. I get an expansion team tomorrow. The the Havertown <laughs> Hogs. That's my squad. There you go. And I get to and what I I've overpaid for franchise rights. They made me pay three billion dollars to get the franchise. We'll take Wait, a no, loan from Shohei Otani. Yeah, they'll well, you, no, I was going to say that's bucks. less than Josh Allen paid for Washington. So whatever, they make me pay ten billion. Sorry, kids, you, there's not going to be anything for you when I'm gone. Um, so I can get any quarterback. I can pick any quarterback in the league for the next four, right? So I'm not going short term. and I'm not going longy long term. Right. I'll go Mahomes one, Burrow two, uh, either Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts three four, and five. I still like Josh Allen. I just think think he's having a bad year. So I would take all those five before I would take him. Yeah. Yeah. I would take uh, Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Purdy. Really? Yeah, he'd you, be my fourth. Take, yeah, you would take him, you would yep. take him over, over um, Lamar and Lamar Lord Josh Allen. Yeah. Okay. I think he's that good. I think people are woefully underrating him. I think that they can't get past the fact that he was Mr. Irrelevant. Um, and I think they need more of a body of work, too, which right. combines. Well, it. you're doing that with every quarterback. But the guy, his body of work as of right now is uh, he went 8-0 last year, and mm-hmm. he's 8-3 and this year. So he's 16-3 and with two playoff wins and a playoff game that he didn't get a chance to compete in because uh, Son Reddick tried to separate his arm from his elbow. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's pretty damn good body of work. That's a pretty good winning percentage, Mac Man, with two playoff wins included. Uh, It's pretty good. It is pretty good. And and, and listen, I'm not saying he's anybody or he's a bum. I'm just not making him quite as elite as you are this time. Um, I want to get back to the – and by the way, certainly invite people to check in on that uh, because it is a good question where you rank them. You – you like them a lot, and that's, I respect your opinion. You know that. So the Eagles now have been going through this gauntlet, uh, that six weeks that we all looked at before the season and said, man, if they can survive that, they'll be okay. And they and they did great in the first three. They won them. Some were close. One was overtime. One, they got a little lucky with uh, the most scantling's bad hands, but they won it. And mm-hmm. they, they, beat, they beat four teams in five weeks. Um, they were playing last week the third game in 13 days. It was 13-6 at halftime. They should have converted those touchdowns. My thought is, my hope, I should say, and I, and I am leaning this way, that they ran out of gas, that they just had nothing left going into that game, that the Niners were incredibly geeked up to play that thing. Good for them. The Niners have been preparing for that one since January. The Eagles coming off the other emotional games. The Eagles and this is their own fault. It's not an excuse. It's a problem that they can't get the defense off the field. So those guys on defense just ran out of gas in the second half. Um, and I'll add to it that every good teams have bad losses. You know, the Niners lost, what, 
four, by two touchdowns to Cincinnati at home this year, I think. Uh, and the Cowboys lost by two touchdowns to Arizona. The, these things happen. We'll find out more today. But in, until that is seen to be wrong, Jody, I'm kind of going with that. Uh, only one thing that you said that I would uh, quibble with. Uh, otherwise, I think you got an outstanding read on it. The three games in 13 days thing. So what? They well, play three, three okay. every 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 week. Three it's tough, just a emotional schedule game. They play yeah. three games in fourteen days. Oh my God! They had to play one day edit, early. Added myself three tough, emotional games against really tough opponents. That's very fair. That well, we knew that we knew that's what it was coming in when, when they came out with the schedule in April. We went, oh man, look at this stretch in the middle of the season. That's just not fair. Well, they had five real easy games to start the season before the, it, 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 it ebbs and flows. And we knew exactly where the ebb and the flow was, and this was going to be the tough spot. They're 3-1 and one so far. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like you just mentioned about the 49ers losing the three games in the middle of the season. Did that keep them from coming back and getting right back on track and no. racking up these impressive victories thereafter? No, they got healthy, they got Good back point. on track, and now they look like the best team in the National Football League. So because the Eagles got their tail kicked last year, does that mean the sky is falling? Not in my world. Right, That's where we, and we agree on that. Uh, now, we'll see how it's going to play out today. You and, me, and I'll make our predictions later. This is, again, another tough game there. What, three and a half is the, is the spread now? Three, three and a half. Some yeah. places it's come back down to three. Okay, so they are underdogs today on the road. I said going into this, if they can go four and two during this stretch, they'll be just fine. I don't know that the fan base currently agrees with that, but that's what I think. I don't want to see them lose today. I certainly don't want to see them get the doors blown off again. If they lose a close one, go to Seattle next week. And I'm not, I'm not saying Seattle's an easy team to play against, particularly there. But they lose a close one today, go to Seattle and, and beat them. I think they're in fine shape, and I think they still, if they run the table at the end, they'll be the number one seed. You're right in that uh, I like the way you laid it out. If they lose close, if it's yes. competitive, if it's uh, too determined on the last possession, which we don't have to remember all that far back to the weirdest, wildest last <laughs> possession we've ever seen between these two teams. Yeah. Start at the 14 with no timeout. Pick up 60 yards on two plays with two massive penalties. Get all the way down to the 5, then back up to the 11, then back up to the 21, and complete a pass and get tackled at the 2-yard line. It just You couldn't write that if they had the script in Hollywood, they would go, this is not plausible, we can't make this movie. And that's exactly the way it happened. So if, that, if it plays out the same way, this week, only the Eagles come up short on the scoreboard rather than on top. I would agree with you. If there's something to build on coming out of this game, it's not an embarrassment like it was last week against San Francisco, then yeah, I think the Eagles are still in pretty good shape. And I feel good about it. Look, you don't want to look forward. The players can't look forward. I guess we can. You lose today, you beat Seattle. Life's good, Jody. Life is good enough. Good. <laughs> okay. I didn't say I, I wouldn't say life is good because I was buying into at ten and one that they were the best team in the National Football League, and then San Francisco did what they did. So I can't say life is really good, but life's good enough. There you go. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's grab a call or two here. Bam in Upper Darby is with us. How are you doing today? What's going on, Mac and Mac? How nice to hear from you. Good, good. Happy holidays. You too. Same to you. Yep. Hey Glenn, you know I'm gonna have I'm a Delco NATO too. Of course. 
It's where yep. all the good people live. I was hearing about your Hereford uh, expansion team. I'm like, that's I, it. I would love, I would love you know to what? play. We'll, we'll put the stadium on City Ave or Township yeah. Line Road as it is out here so that you and I will be equidistant Upper Darby, Havertown. We'll share season tickets. You're right. Okay. I would be. I would. I would. I would love to be the offense coordinator, though. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah, but today's game. I've been saying it all weekend. I've been saying it all weekend. Now that we have Cunningham coming back, we got Briar, Simon, and Shaq Leonard, and Hassan Reddick. We just need Bradbury and Blankenship to show up and just and uh, big play Slater to have a good game this week. Jody, say, I, I play think, Slay. He's I due. think he's on to something. Um, I still don't know about Roby in the slot. I know that he's better than a mispositioned Brown and an overmatched Ricks who got torched unmercifully in the first game against Dallas this year. Uh, So it's good to have him back, but I don't know that he's going to exactly shut down. Uh, They just need to not get burnt when C.D. Lamb is lined up outside. He spends about 60% of his snaps coming out of the slot, which means he's outside 40%. Slay and Bradbury can't get burnt. If they do, then he's going to go for another 150-plus, and that could be a problem. I think their two-star cornerbacks come up bigger today. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I agree. But like I said, defense always wins games. Defense is the key to this game today. And I know everybody says it every week, and I'll meet you you at the new uh, stadium that we'll build, Bam. Um, (laughs) And and I know it's so cliche, but it's true 90% of the time. You just got to win the turnovers. And, and again, that's, I know that's, that's what everybody's bad for the said. Eagles, Glenn. They just haven't been winning. I know, this year. I know. They're it's ten been, and two, and they seem to lose a turnover battle every week. They get I, a push. I know, win. but you're you're playing with fire, right? And and I just I can't I can't have the I can't have the fumble. I can't have J, uh, Jalen throwing a pick. It's just it's got to not happen today. Either Slayer Bradbury gets a pick today. One of the two Ooh. of them gets a pick today. Yes. So on. what does your uh, BetLasVegas.com odds say on that? I um, bet you that'd be a pretty good parlay. I, I, the ones that I – my parks doesn't have that. They don't offer defensive player-specific uh, picks. If I could uh, find it, I would bet it. The other one I would lean toward, I think today's an A.J. day. I'm yeah, I'm, I definitely – I want to get into that at some point because I agree with you. I think I think he's overdue, and I think he's a good matchup here. Yep. Uh, Tony in Columbus, Columbus, yeah, Ohio, great. Columbus, where? New Jersey. Co- where's Columbus, New Jersey? Yeah. It's uh, by uh, maybe 10 miles outside of Trenton. Jody, okay. you must know this. I do not. Okay. <laughs> I'm you, where's Columbus, New Jersey? I, I, I know Trenton, so maybe I've driven through Columbus and not known I was there. How about I the apologize. Burlington Bristol Bridge, you know that? Oh, yeah. yeah sure. All right, well, I'm like two miles from the Burlington Bristol Bridge. I live out in the woods. But anyways, this is the deal. You know, I I looked at this game in the beginning, and I said to myself, the Eagles didn't have a chance. But then I looked at the spread, and I said, well, the spread is three and a half. Okay? Why are they giving the Eagles three and a half? They're trying to say that the Eagles are not that good of a team, and the Eagles are consistent. They're winning. And I believe that this is going to be a close game, and I believe the Eagles are going to win this game. So wait, I really you do. think you think three and a half looks like too large of a spread to you is what you're saying? I think it's uh, what they're saying is they want money on Dallas. They want all the money on Dallas and no money on the Eagles, and that tells me. Yeah, that I I know your point. I 
I thought three and a half was just about the spread that, I, and, and I'm no odds maker. Actually, I'm good with parlays, but I'm 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 good with player specific ones. I thought three and a half seemed like pretty logical. No, I don't. I, I think I think I think Dallas that at home, Eagles off that loss, Dallas revenge. I if I was I think setting it, the spread, I, I would game... put it right around there. I think the game should have been a pick 'em or one and a half, to be honest with you. Okay. Well, then you'll very easily take the Eagles in three and a half. If you get I'm going to definitely take the Eagles at three right. and a half, and I'm going to tell you something else too. Yeah. Okay. The Eagles, if they think like uh, Mars Day and the time, and they dance, they're going to dance all over Dallas today. Well, right. I like I like the reference. I don't know that. Uh, I didn't I know we were getting a Purple Rain reference on yeah, today's hey, show, Glenn. I was a Prince fan. Were you a Prince fan? Absolutely. Prince was great. I saw Purple Rain when it came out into the theaters three times in one week with three separate girls. Because I, I knew it would be the kind of movie that a chick would like. So uh-huh. I took three different girls to the movie with it. Maybe nine days. Maybe it was a little more than a week. But I saw it three times in nine days. Uh, here's my question for you. Was one or perhaps two of those girls involved in the escapade you had when a girl you were dating caught you with another girl? No. Okay. Was, this was, was later. Another, boy, you this was dated later. a lot of women. Yeah, I, I had a good college career. You had a good run there. <laughs> better than, uh, better I, than I know my great average, I can tell you that. I haven't heard that story in 10 years. Can you tell that story in like two minutes? Because it's the greatest. Uh, I got a couple, so I don't know. No, no, the one where to. the you, – uh, you know what? Let's go to break. And you tell it when we get back. I'll, I'll let you know the one I'm looking for because it's right. one of my favorite stories. Okay. All right, 215-592-9494. McDonald, Glenn Macnow. A couple good guests today. Adam Kaplan, local guy, but he takes a real good national view, is going to join us at 11. And per Jody's request, Ray Dinger, fresh off, standing in front of the NovaCare with a run-the-ball sign this week, is going to join us at noon. Jody and I will make some picks in the 12 o'clock hour. We're going to talk a little baseball. A little bit of a contract signing last night. What implications might that have for the Phils? Anything else that's on your mind as well? 215-592-9494. Mac and Mac on a Sunday on 94 WIP. Jordan McDonald, Glenn Mac now 94 WIP. Eagles, Cowboys, Sunday night football tonight. The world will be watching. Huge implications. Before we get back to that, Jody, I teed it up before the break. Uh, you were talking about you took three different girls to Purple Rain. Good work by you. Um, but my favorite Jody Mack story involves apparently neither, none of those three girls, but two other girls. Right. So tell me. Um, yeah, it was previous two. That was post-college days when I did the Purple Rain thing. Um this was, and I just took, tried to take advantage of a situation. Didn't work. Um, my brother was up visiting me at college for a weekend, and uh, he was he, he came up a bunch of times, so he was friends with all my friends. So uh, at one point during the weekend, he was up there. I was with a uh, particular female individual, and I had a girlfriend at college at the time, and in this kind of quasi-public setting, I might have been caught making out with this other girl by the girl that I was dating at the time. Um, but she, when she accused me of it, uh, she was kind of nebulous on the details of what actually went down. 
and I went down to Ruta. Oh, you must have mistaken me for my brother, because <laughs> my brother and I looked similar. He was a little heavier than I was, but uh, we're both McDonald men, and uh, there was a pretty good similarity. Our hair length was about the same, so that's the route I chose to go down, and she just wasn't buying it, and she was right not to buy it because I was guilty as charged. You got away. It was with my it. brother. Yeah. My brother was out. We me. were there, but it wasn't me. Must have been my. I think Tim. Yeah, had uh, some girl that he met real quick. That's great. Yeah. Good job. There you go. Did she? And my brother took my back. By the way, but oh, but, he has but, to. Of course, I, I immediately took my back. Oh, yeah. like a good brother would. Do you look like your brother? There is some similarity between. There was some similarity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, God rest my brother's soul. Oh. Um, okay. uh, 40 years ago, whatever this was, uh, a, a while back, to say the least. But, yeah, there was pretty good similarity between me and Tim. I love it. Weave in Maryland, you're on 94. Yeah. WIP. Hey. What's up? Hey, Weave. Yo. You're on. you got to turn down your radio and tell us what you want to talk about. Oh, okay. Sorry about that, y'all. Yeah. Yo, man. I'm, I want Jalen Hurts, man, to perform like he did, like, last year. Weave, you got your, I can't, I can't. You got your radio on. It's, I, it's pretty simple. And I, and I know our producer tells you this. When we call on you, we ask two things. Be ready to talk. Say what you want. Start, you know, right with it. And turn off sound in the background. Because if not, it just it doesn't work. So I'm sorry. Give us a call next can, week. We'll, can we'll can I defend my guy, the Weave, here for a second? Oh, he's your guy? Oh yeah. yeah, we we uh, well, sure. he kind of my guy. He calls about once yeah, a, I got a, it. a couple times a year, and he's uh, got a distinctive voice and usually makes entertaining points. Yeah. Um, he may be at work. Uh-huh. He works either at Walmart or Kmart, okay, down in Maryland. So we might have been hearing the blue light special over the speaker. All right, in so the I'll background. So that might have been the case. Now we uh, come on. You got to find a a, a a quiet spot. At the Walmart, he didn't, then that's why we moved on. Yeah, I'll make a, I'll make a deal. If he, if he, if he's listening still, and I hope he is, wait till your next break. Go outside, call us again, be ready to go. We'll, we'll get you in there. That's but, the weave. That's the weave. All right. Um, that was, that was, yeah, that was problematic. We, yeah, before I go back to the phones, you, what are you laughing? At? I love the weave. He's a great caller. I'm okay, sorry I, that I I'm sorry we couldn't hear him. I I, I, I don't I don't doubt with you. I don't question your handling of it at all. Yeah. I would have done yeah. the same thing, but I just feel bad because weave is entertaining. All right. Well, we'll we'll get him. We'll get him back. Um, before before we get back to it, and th- this is kind of my biggest concern right now, and I, and I worry that Kyle Shanahan, who's a great offensive mind, offensive coach. Um, he found ways to, to make space for his playmakers, and most of it, or p- not particularly over the middle, where the Eagles have just been vulnerable all year, and they missed tackles, and they took some poor angles, and the linebackers, they're down to Kobe Dean. Uh, they were down Zach Cunningham, who's coming back today, we think, particularly had a tough day. Mm-hmm. My question for you, with Zach Cunningham back and Shaq Leonard on the roster, dressing today, they're going to be. We're going to see improvement. Yes. Oh, yes. Good. Not not jump off the charts like unbelievably great linebacker play, but it was so pitifully bad last week. There's only one direction to go, but up. And I think it'll be up enough that it'll be noticeable, and that will certainly upgrade the Eagle defense today. 
All right, Rhett, uh, he Weave is back, Jody. All right, let's so see if Weave is ready to go. I'm gonna try. You, uh, you may need to give him a, a, a pep talk here. Hey, Weave, you don't want to. We got you yeah. back, pal. All right. Hello, Weave. What do you got for us yeah. today? I got the fact that Jalen Hurts, instead of going straight back, looking for wide receivers, and they already diagnosed that on TV where the linemen were just going like four yards and contained. You know what I mean? Running that containing defense. So we need to get the running game on. You agree? Yes, improved running game. They absolutely have to be more committed to it. And Sean Desai said that after the game or on Monday. Said they and, have and to you be know more what? Um, this is what I don't understand. You got all these running backs. You got Penny, who we never even seen. You know what? You might need a running back coach. You might need to pick up one of these coaches. No, I'm, not, coach. we've, I'm not going to put it on a running back coach. That's not fair. It, this is Sirianni and this is uh, Brian Johnson. They're, they're, they're putting together the offense. It's Sirianni's offense. Johnson called the place. This is not about the running back coach. I think they've done a poor job. I don't know about you, Mac. Um, yep. I was pretty outspoken about the, uh, the amount of snaps that the running backs got last week. Oh, yes. There isn't a game that I can see where I want uh, my guy uh, the Swift. Kenny Gainwell. Kenny Swift Gainwell, Gainwell getting more snaps yes. than Swift. How, in what week does that happen? In what situation? Because they were that far behind. You want to get you want to get the guy who's capable of making a big play. Swift is capable of making a big play. Kenny Gainwell, not so much. So let's give more snaps to Kenny Gainwell when we're down by 14, 21. It just doesn't make any sense. To Don't me. understand. I didn't understand the game plan at all. I didn't. They 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 ran. And I understand you fall behind. You can't run. But they never really seemed interested in the run in the first place. Um, and I know I am worried they are they are not just running it infrequently. They're not running it well. Right. Uh, they started out the season running very well, and Swift had a couple of games in the last month. They haven't seemed able to do it. Jimmy Kemsky, uh, who I, I really respect his, his analysis of these things on phillyvoice.com, he showed – he did a, a, a tweet where he showed – all of the nine runs that they had from the running backs last week. And seven of them is just Jalen in the shotgun, gets the snap, immediately hands off, typically to Gainwell. Nothing creative, just two of them were under center, none of them in the pistol where maybe the running back can get some momentum. And I think they they have to, and this does fall on Brian Johnson and Sirianni, mm-hmm. commit to the run more and get more creative with the run than just sticking it in the belly of Kenny Gainwell. Agreed. And yeah. they, they, for some reason, we go all the way back to week number one when Kenny Gainwell got basically all the snaps and Swift got one carry against the Patriots week yeah. one. And then Gainwell misses week two, so they're forced to go to Swift, and all he does is go for 175 yards. But they keep trying to sneak back to Kenny Gainwell as their main guy or their equal number one guy. And I'm sorry, there's too much evidence to the contrary. Swift has had big games, big runs. Gainwell makes a nice catch every other game or somewhere mm-hmm. thereabouts. I just don't get it. They they have some belief in Kenny Gainwell that I don't know that he's earned. 
Swift is having a career year if you let him. And the last thing I'll say, someday we will get the story of what happened with Rashad Penny because he's on a milk carton. He, it's like I don't understand. Well, you signed a guy, and they didn't pay him a ton, but he's no. just invisible. They never use him. He's, he's a complete non-factor, and there has to be a reason. I mean, it's not just that these other guys are so great because he would have worked his way into the rotation at some point. His history is good. He had, if not the highest, one of the two or three highest yards per carry average of any active running back in the league. Yep. And he can't even get on the field here. And there's, there's, there's more. There has to be more to it. And I don't I'll, know I'll, what it is. I'll speculate for you, Glenn. Do I know this? No, I absolutely do not. But I will put a couple two and twos together and see if I can come up with four. He might be a really mediocre to bad practice player. Because yeah. you'll remember last year, out of nowhere, it, like three times over the course of the season, Sirianni felt the need to reference Trey Sermon. It wasn't like he was asked oh, yeah, a Trey yeah, Sermon yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. He yes. would just out of nowhere come up with, and Trey is just busted it in practice. He's looking yeah. good in practice. He's making us pay in practice. And then he wouldn't put him in the game, but he would make a reference to him as it was an option because Trey is that good in practice. He's not done that with Rashad Penny once all no. year. No. Uh, unless he's directly asked about Rashad Penny, he never references Rashad Penny. So I'm guessing he's just not a good practice player. And there are a lot of guys like that. Doesn't mean they can't be good Sunday players just because they're not great practice players, but the Eagles have never given them a chance. You know who is that guy? Oh, what's his name? Remember they had the receiver like three, four years ago under Doug who had like a month where he was – Remember Dominic Brown's great month for the Phillies? Mm -hmm. Who was the wide receiver? Oh, I know what you're referring to. Yeah, uh, Fulgham. Travis Fulgham. Oh, That's yeah, it. had an unbelievable month. That's yep. the guy. Thanks to our producer there for, for putting that in my ear. And he was like unbelievable. And it's like out of nowhere, Travis Fulgham's a top 10 receiver in the NFL. And then he just disappeared. Yep. He was a terrible, terrible practice player and, and missed assignments in the game because of it. And therefore, I have no idea where Travis Fulgham is these days. But he ain't here. I think he was in the USFL. I yeah, think, well, he, how I about think that? he surfaced last summer for yeah. a, a short period of time. But I might it was in somebody's camp this year, but I don't know that he made a roster. Yeah, where he can go around the USFL and tell guys, hey, you know, I had 500 receiving yards in a month <laughs> in the NFL. And they go like, what, are you drunk? Yep, yep. Uh, Sneaking a, uh, a call before the break. Ray in Moorestown. You're on with uh, Joni and Glenn. Hey, Ray. Good morning, gentlemen. Glenn, right. happy Hanukkah to you and your Thank family. Thank you, sir. Nice to hear from you. All right. We do go way back. I just wanted to touch base with both of you this fine Sunday morning. Um, this is something I've been hearing for the last three or four days as it's Dallas week. We have a lot of callers and some of the hosts uh, at WIP that have referenced a notion that, well, we don't have to win this game against Dallas. We can still pick up the number one seed uh, within the next four weeks. Mm -hmm. I don't like that mentality, I, and I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. uh, for the same reason that they had to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, they have to beat the Dallas Cowboys. There's, there's a specter mm -hmm. in the uh, mindset of the Eagles that you, you can't beat this team. You know, they just but they barely beat the got Cowboys. past. But they beat them once, right? They did, but they just beat them. We've struggled with Dak Prescott since Dak Prescott's been the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of had our number. Uh, now they talk about, oh, they're 14-0 and 0 at Texas State and wherever the heck they play now. Um, 
it's just a matter of, yes, for psychological purposes, the Eagles need to defeat the Cowboys, not only because they just got decimated last weekend at home, but they just need this uh, uh, mental pickup that, yes, we can beat the elite teams just to think, oh, well, we can – Get the number one seed okay. because we can beat up on the likes of the Seahawks. I, I got to jump in because we got about 30 seconds if I'm late for break already. But I hear your point, and I respect it, but I disagree. And obviously, I don't want to see them lose. Uh, and and my line of thought, their line of thought, of, of course, should be like, we got to win this game. But mine is not, and it is this. They have beaten elite teams all year. They beat They beat more winning teams, I imagine, than anybody in the league. And they beat Dallas. Now, if they go in there, as we said, and get crushed, then you got real worries. Two back-to-back really bad losses. If they go in there and they lose 27-24 to and it's a good close game and they just don't win, and they win the division and they win the conference and the Cowboys are the five seed, I'm going to feel pretty good going into the playoffs. But they could sew it up today with a with a win. But so I could. Saying, I'd rather see them yeah. win. I'm just telling you it's not. the sky is not falling if they lose a close game. If it's a close game, but like you said, if yeah. it's a blowout, oh, then yeah. we definitely have more yeah. concerns than we already Ray, have. <laughs> peace between us, my friend. Thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you real soon. All right, see you. There you go. Two one five. Go ahead. Panic in the streets if they get crushed. Oh, you're panicking. You, you oh, know that's oh, coming. Absolutely. Yeah, check yes. that wall and Ben bridges because there could be jumpers. Yes, the only good part of them, uh, not good part. The consolation is that I will not be on for several days, so I'll be able to avoid. Avoid okay. those calls. Yeah, I'll be on Monday and Tuesday. Thanks. Oh, man. there you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's when you play therapist, right? Yes. The couch is open. See, that's all right. That's what we used to say. 215-592-9494. Hey, is your uh, home in need of new windows and doors, but you've decided to brave through one more cold season before making the plunge? Well, let me tell you why. Acting now not only will keep your family feeling warm all winter while lowering your high heating bills, but it'll also save you big bucks with the big end-of-the-year sale from the great people at Guided Door and Window. Guida is bringing back the biggest discounts of the year. We see 40% off each window you buy. Yep, 40% off every professionally installed window. You also receive 40% off any door, including entry doors, patio doors, garage doors, and storm doors. And don't worry about touching your holiday money because Guida will start your project with no money down and allow you to pay it off interest-free for up to 12 months. If you need new windows and doors, go to Guida. Go Guida right now so that you can take advantage of these huge savings. All prior sales excluded. Offer expires December 31st. So call Guida today. Schedule a free in-home estimate at one eight seven seven go guida or visit them at goguida.com. That's go, G-U-I-D-A.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Shohei could erase the 2-0 deficit with one swing of the bat. The 2-0. And he's done it! Get out of here! Wow. Shohei Otani! Ohio Gozaimas, New York! I love that reaction. Oh, my God! Shohei, center field. 30th home run. Shohei Otani, get out of here, is what the broadcaster said. And Jody... He did yesterday as he leaves. Well, I guess he, what did he travel, like 40 miles? From Anaheim to Los Angeles, going from the Angels to the Dodgers for a 10-year, $700 million contract. Um, I, I don't even know what the money means. He's deferring a lot of it. Uh, first of all, just kind of your reaction on the contract, what it means competitively, your initial thoughts on the Otani deal. By the way, uh, about 40 miles is accurate, and depending on what time you happen to get in the car and leave, could take you three and a half hours yeah, for those 40 true. miles in L.A. Uh, so uh, he, he'll somehow, well, my guess is he doesn't really need to drive. Somebody could be doing the driving for him. He could afford any kind of limousine yeah. he wants. Yeah, helicopter. The, don't know that we want to go there after Kobe. But um, it was the deal that made the most sense because the Dodgers are Hollywood, and part of the allure of Otani is his stardom. And the fact that he's an international star as well, and he can generate a lot of rights for the hometown team with being able to sell their television rights to the Far East. So uh, the number seems outrageous. How do you go from 40 and change being the highest per year average annual value to 70 in one big jump with a guy who his first year is going to be just a DH? That's all he's going to do is DH. Yeah, they're going to pitch, right? He's not going to pitch. He doesn't play the field. So you're paying $70 million for a designated hitter. It just doesn't seem to add up. But there are a lot of things tied to it. Like I said, the other rights and the other marketing angles that they can play to try and defer the costs. And speaking of deferral, they're saying upwards of half of the money is deferred. That He's not going to be paid $70 million per year every year for the next 10 years. It's going to be spread out over a long period of time, which will give the Dodgers more flexibility against the luxury tax. But what baseball officially became yesterday for me was they became the NFL because the NFL does this, but they do it with non-guaranteed contracts. They have contracts that expire, that even though it's on paper, that it automatically expires so that you can spread the cost over a period of years, and Mm -hmm. then you have what is known as dead cap money. So you're paying a player. You have a charge for a player against your cap, even though he's no longer your player. The Angels are doing the same thing. It's kind of like uh, credit card uh, economics. You just keep pushing the debt down and down and down and down. Eventually, you're going to pay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they did here. I have have a couple thoughts. Uh, One, and I agree with everything you said, but several days before this, Scott Boros, who's the agent for Bryce Harper, came out and said he wants an Mm -hmm. extension. Now, the idea of an extension for Bryce Harper doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because his 
He's got eight more years to go on the deal, and he's going to be, what, 39, 40, whatever it is when it's over. However, Bryce Harper is now the 24th – well, now he's the 25th highest paid player in baseball at $25 million a year. Shohei Otani is making by these numbers $70 million a year. The Phillies are going to have to give Bryce Harper a raise. If they, they can give him an extension, to me, I would just <laughs> – if I'm Middleton, i just call him up and say, hey, uh, what do you need, $10 million more a year through the deal? He's going to get it. They're going to give him a raise. They probably are. I'm not going to go 100%, but I'd go probably 85 or 90. Oh, yeah. uh, and I think it's more likely that they would go the extension route, which, like you said, is pretty ridiculous. You need an extension when you got eight years to go on your – how many players in baseball yeah. have eight-year contracts? Handful at best. So you're going to take one of them and go, yeah, let's push it even further down the line. And a guy in his 30s, by the way, with an eight-year contract. Right. right. He's not uh, 25. <laughs> right. So uh, my guess is that the Phillies will tack on years on the back end and spread the cost over a bigger period of time because they still want to be aggressive and be able to add players over the next couple of years right in the middle of Harper's prime. Uh, So I don't think they'll uh, hurt their own cap issues. Uh, And, yes, Major League Baseball doesn't have a cap, but they do have a luxury tax, and it can get punitive if you're up and over it by enough. Um, I think that will probably happen with Bryce Harper, that he will get a – contract extension that will yeah. take him into he, he his He had 40s. to be pretty happy with the Otani deal. If you're if you're Bryce Harper or Scott Boris, you look at that and go like, hello, hello. He, yeah, here's the other he thing. He and about eight or nine other superstars around Major yeah. League Baseball. This is right. not just a Bryce Harper thing. This is a any superstar who signed a contract within like the last three or four years with this now explosion. They're coming to the team with their hand out. Absolutely. And I know that, that makes people mad. A deal's a deal, but that's, uh, hey, welcome to life. Uh, here's the other one, just real quick, because I want to grab a call here. They extended Rob Thompson for one year. Mm-hmm. What does that say? Smart, that the Phillies are smart. The fact that they even, they got it done quickly. Now, maybe I shouldn't complain. I would have had it in place and ready to go as soon as the season ended. Took them an extra month on top of it. That's what Rob wants. That's what Rob needs. He's not hes not a lifer. He's 60. I believe the stories that he seriously was considering retirement before they said, yeah, listen, we're firing your boy Joe. We're going to make you the manager, which kind of changed his outlook. Uh, but if he was ready to walk away and just call it a career, can he really sit there and go, I need three or four-year extension? Not really. So they just needed to take the uh, lame duck tag off him. One year is perfect. He's happy with it. He's not uh, how dare they only offer me one year, and it gives the Phillies certainty for this season. Very smart move by the organization. J.R. in Oregon is with us. Is it J.R. or Junior? Which way are we going? We'll go J.R. There you go. What's <laughs> hey, on your JR. mind? How are you, gentlemen? Good morning. <laughs> well, at least it's morning over here. But Sure. So it's my it's my humble opinion that, you know, we need to definitely I'm, – I'm going back to the Eagles. We need to focus on the run first. Of course, that's what everyone is saying. But I just feel like we are not doing enough uh, no-huddle plays. I feel like we're taking our time to get back to the line and try to run the ball again. We're not being – we're not successful with it. We're not – we don't have enough urgency to get the – to run the ball, but – we need more patience throwing it, you know, it'll come. Well, we take a lot of deep shots down the field, but 
not enough running plays are being called. And it's on the, I feel like it's on the play caller. Now, you know, respect to Brian Johnson. I know he's had some decent games. I, I want to stop you just for, just for a minute because, yeah. I mean, the, the Niners game was a disaster in all ways. But before that, against very good teams, the Eagles scored 37 against the Bills, 21 against the Chiefs, 28 against the Cowboys, whose defense has got, you know, very high marks, 38 against Washington, 31 against the Dolphins. It's not like they're not scoring points. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of those, it's it's Jalen Hurts, you know. It's <laughs> he he does it with his legs as well. But he, even though it's not the same like last year, but that was our identity last year. It was we we're a run first offense, and then we we were. Okay. You, you're talking about a few different things. Then you were talking about you know the no, no huddle going quicker, which I, yeah, I, it just, I'm not I just disagreeing like with you, rhythm. but yeah, okay, I I got to run. I'm sorry, Jody creativity of the offense well first things first i agree with his point on they're not using as much hurry up as they did last year and i don't understand why you wouldn't because if you've got a quarterback who's very good at it which i think jalen is i think it's only a plus so i think they to this point haven't done enough of it and should do more going forward so i agree with his first point overall you're right the numbers are about the same as last year they're not that far off and Jalen isn't the running threat that he once was, so you expected a slight drop-off. Uh, no, as a matter of fact, I think they're going to have a breakout uh, offensive day-to-day. I think Jalen is going to go off, and uh, the, the the worries will recede. I don't know that they'll all go away, but I think they'll recede this uh, this tonight, GMAC. That would make us all feel very good, Jody. 2 one also, five. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just say, oh. yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I hope that's the case. I hope so. Okay. Yeah, yep. I hope so. 215-592-9494. Coming up, we are going to talk to a guy who covers it really well, follows it closely, Adam Kaplan, um, who does uh, Inside the Birds podcast, among many other things. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now. I had the chance to catch up with the great people from Meridian Bank this week, along with one of their business banking customers, and over the years I've met Many business owners they work with, and every time I am blown away at how highly they speak of Meridian Bank and their relationship. Knowing the people at Meridian, well, it's no surprise that they are the preferred bank of businesses and entrepreneurs. Meridian itself is entrepreneurial. They know how to listen to great ideas and understand innovative thinking. Learn how Meridian Bank can help your business succeed. Just go to meridianbanker.com. Mac and Mac on a Sunday morning. Eagles, Cowboys, Sunday night football, 8.20 start down in Texas. Well, Adam Kaplan, who you can follow on Twitter, at Kaplan, that's Kaplan with a C-C-A-P-L-A-N-N-F-L. He's an insider all over the place, including the Inside the Birds podcast with Jeff Mosher, which is really good. Um, Does national stuff, does local stuff. How are you this morning, Adam? Guys, I'm good. Good to be back with you. Yeah, our pleasure. So... You you said this week, and I thought this was interesting, that on Inside Birds podcast, this one is less about the rivalry than the pride. What do you mean? After being, let's let's call those guys. Let's call it like it was. They were embarrassed last week. They got smoked at home. We haven't seen this, you know, obviously in a long time. Yeah, sure, the rivalry is great, but this is about getting back to playing highly competent football on both sides of the football. You know, Hertz did not play well. Their defense collapsed, many mistakes, uh, mental errors, tackling poor. That's not really, 
I think, indicative of this football team. They just had a bad game, and let's call it like it is. And I, I, that's why, Glenn, I said what I said. Just covering this team and knowing people there and knowing how things are done, I, I, I expect this team to kind of bounce back and play a much better game tonight. When the Los Angeles Lakers added Shaq, it was big news. It was like, oh, my God, they got Shaq. Can the Eagles say the same thing this week, or is this just a minor <laughs> blip on the radar upgraded linebacker for uh, Philadelphia? Jody, it's a funny story about that. So you've been in this market long enough. When the, the Sixers saw the other Shaq, yes, Charles Shackelford, yes. I warned people, don't get overly excited. The guy was a great rebounder at North Carolina State, but he's really not that good of a player. So got to be careful. So, so why would why would a team in the playoff race release a player who's 28 years old? Well, he thought that they couldn't help him anymore, and they're going with EJ Speed who's a younger player. But yeah, it's look. Here's the deal with it, Shaq Leonard. He's clearly not the same player as I've looked into it. He still can play. He was still playing a high a high number of snaps for the Colts. But when you look at the Eagles' situation at inside linebacker, or, or i.e. off the ball linebacker, they have four players at that position. Only one of them was on the active roster in week one. That's not a recipe for success. They'll, they'll have to work through it. Jack Leonard's going to play today. The question, Jody, then would be, well, what, what kind of role could he have? He, he, was, he participated in, in, their, um, in their jog throw on Wednesday, and then he, he participated in the, their practices on Thursday and Friday. The hope here is that he could help them in coverage, where he was one of the best coverage linebackers in the National Football League for about the first four years of his career. And then because of the back and neck problems, specifically neck, he clearly has not been the same. But they're going to get a look at him tonight. There's no question about it. Adam Kaplan is our guest. Follow him on Twitter at Kaplan with a C-N-F-L. Um, by the way, I love that, that Shaq story you told with the Sixers. And Charles <laughs> Barkley said, and I don't know if he was really telling the truth, <laughs> that when he was on the team he gets a call from the GM. That oh, says, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we got, we, by the way, we got Shaq. <laughs> and Barkley, we got Shaq. Oh, my God, this is great. And they said, no, 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 not Shackleford. And, the and other Charles, Shack, as I've said, yeah. And yeah. Charles particularly hated him for it. <laughs> um, I'm sure that you, you heard some of the narrative this week is mm-hmm. that Jalen Hurts and the offense has been figured out. You talked to a lot of folks around the league about Jalen Hurts. I know you talked to John DiFilippo this week, yeah. former Eagles quarterback coach. Um, what did he tell you he saw from Hertz and the offense versus the Niners? And, and what else are you hearing about kind of short-term versus long-term here? All right, so, yeah, so Flip, um, John, John does some work for us at Inside the Birds where he goes over the Eagles' offensive tape each week. And he just comes up with some stuff that he saw it's positive or some stuff that needs to be cleaned up. And, and we have a Patreon page which you can subscribe to, and you know, people could, could, could see what John said. But I'll give you a, one really good nugget. John said the thing that with Hertz is, you know, he's moving sometimes when he doesn't really need to move, and he's got to keep his feet set. And that's something that obviously the quarterback coaches, or the quarterback coach, uh, Alex Tanney and offense coordinator Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni, could easily correct. I mean, they show it to him, and he's just got to stay in there and not bail. Dude, the thing last week was they protected him really well, and that's the thing. So he's just got to hang in there and make, make the right throws and throw it because let me tell you something. They're playing a Dallas defense, which plays a lot of man coverage. That, that is a, that's a good defense to get yourself righted. And, and look, they, I know they didn't move it great in the first matchup, and obviously that was a rain game. But there are going to be opportunities to make. And Dallas, you, you, did you see Geno Smith smoke them? There will yes. be opportunities to move the football in this game. Yes. Oh, by the way, 
I think I could have thrown the ball better than Geno Smith that night. He's doing it with a bad elbow. He had nothing on his balls, and he was still completing them all yep. over the lot. So, yeah, yep. I think Jalen could have a good day today. Uh, speaking of which, several national pundits decided to comment on Jalen Hurts this week. And he's not having the season he did last year. He's not stinking up the joint. He's like third choice for the MVP in the league. Uh, just hot take Tuesday that you got to get your name out there. Is there something that maybe they just overstated or do they need to be drug tested to suggest that he should be replaced by Marcus Mario? Well, the, the latter is is up to uh, anyone to, to, to agree or disagree with because when, when you're talking about drug testing people, it's typically when they say stuff that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, obviously, you, you don't consider benching <laughs> Hurts. Uh, the bottom line is he's got to play more consistent football. So to sum up where Hurts has been, he's been inconsistent. You've seen him play some great games, played very well against Miami. You've seen him play poorly against the Jets. I, one coach in the National Football League said this about players, when they, particularly quarterbacks, when they sign contracts. Sometimes they try to do too much. They're in their own head. Is that obvious? By the way, that could explain maybe, just maybe, why Hurts is holding the ball too long. That's another thing you saw last week when it was protected pretty well. Wasn't always throwing the football, Jody. That that's concerning. That in, in last year, as you know, he was super aggressive throwing the football, and he, he didn't hesitate. That's how he had a breakout season. So they've got to get him. And I'm looking for what are called openers. When we watch the game tonight, watch the first quarter, the first two series, and it's Hurts getting rid of the football. When, when the targets are open, you can't see everything on TV, but you can see enough. Or is he holding to the football? That's the first thing I'm probably going to look at. Yeah, and I think that's clearly what we saw last week. Which and, and, and guys were not doing a great job of getting open, but San Francisco was kind of putting in the, the slow rush, the delayed rush, whatever, and he was just holding, holding, holding. And it, that, that, it, it seemed a bad formula, and it didn't seem typical of him. Um, changing the subject just a little bit, I'm curious because again, you look at you talk to people around the league. Yep. How is Nick regarded around the league? Pretty well, uh, pretty well. Uh, high, although, I, look, when he got the job, what's interesting, Glenn, is that he was the third out of the last four head coaches to never have a another head coaching interview. Andy Reid never did. He only interviewed with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Doug Peterson didn't. Doug Peterson was like a fallback to fallback to fallback option. It turned right. out to be pretty well. Nick Sciarani had his first and only head coaching interview, so he was a sort of an unknown in that you just weren't really sure. I talked to um, coaches who worked with him. They said he had a lot of high energy. He was big in this connection <laughs> stuff, and well, that, we've seen we that. We know the high energy part, yeah. yeah. Right, but we just didn't know. No, he, seemed pre- he still seemed pretty well. Yeah, look, they've got a great roster. You know what's an unbelievable stat? This is probably the best stat you could say about Sirianni. Best road record in the National Football League since he became head coach. 18-5, and five, guys. 18-5 yeah. and five away. That's incredible to me. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, I'm a Sirianni guy. I think that he has done a phenomenal job since the day they hired him. But I need you to explain something to me, uh, Adam. Sure. Last week being a prime example, but not the first example. Why does Kenny Gainwell ever get more <laughs> touches than DeAndre Swift? Jody, so on our show, Inside the Birds, with myself and Jeff Mosher, we had put this out two years ago that the coaching staff is in love with Gainwell. And I don't think there's any question about that. I get it. He's a better pass protector than Swift. But I'm glad which, you brought which, that let, up. Let, let me interrupt that because, yeah. uh, you know, my buddy John McMullen jumped in and said the same okay. thing to me the other day. He played 39 snaps the other day, did Kenny Gainwell. Absurd. Guess how many Absurd. he actually stayed in and pass blocked. I don't have, a, I don't have that number. I'll but, give you the number. Uh, One. <laughs> 
out of 39 yeah. snaps. Wow. He I, played I 39 snaps and pass blocked once. So if that's yeah. the reason he's playing, then why don't you at least have him pass block? I know, or, or throw the ball to him. But, but the, the thing that I don't understand is, and this is where I don't agree with Sirianni, they were only down by eight at halftime. This, I, and I'm, look, I'm all for throwing the football. I believe that's how you should always come out, throwing it more than running it. But there should be no game where, where DeAndre Swift is not a major part of whether they're ahead or behind. And that's something that I was hoping during their self-scout in Week 10 that they figure out a better way to get Swift the ball. We, we did, look, their pass targets are up to the running back group, but their, their lack of explosive plays in the pass game to the running backs, that's been absolutely evident and hard to understand. Along those lines, and I know it's not it's not a pressing issue, but it's something I've been curious about all year, and Jody and I discussed it in the first hour. Remember there used to be a guy named Rashad Penny? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever what happened? Do you have any idea why he yeah, just I got do. frozen out? Sure. Go for it. So poor training camp. Uh, clearly got beaten out by the other three backs. Boston Scott, by the way, their highest-paid running back. Believe it or not, their yeah. third-string running back at, at, at $2 million. Penny's not a special teams player unless you want him to return. He was a great kick returner in college at San Diego State. They, they, now, I'm told they actually gave him some work with that in, in, the, uh, in training camp, but it, they're not, they don't want him to do that, and he's just an insurance policy because they don't really have anyone else they could go to if the other three get hurt. But I, I'm like you, Glenn. I, I, I got that one wrong. I really thought he'd be a factor because yeah. he's the biggest back. He, he was their most explosive back, at least when they signed him. At least that's what they thought. But I really he's, thought he – He's I love the signing. Look, it didn't really cost he, him much, but he, he his career yards per carry average is outrageous, and it's not. And he, you know, he's he's got a body of work. Yeah, one thing I would add though, if you don't perform in practice, I've learned this the hard way from talking uh-huh. to coaches over the years. You don't get on the field. He clearly did not perform. Yeah, Jody, that's what you said. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, All right, so this game is Eagles Cowboys, and we know what that means historically and the rivalry and everything else, but. The Eagles also have a slight advantage in the divisional race. Even if they lose today, they cling to an advantage over Dallas uh, because Dallas lost to the Cardinals earlier this year in conference games. (laughs) If it comes to that, uh, we've got several games to go. And, oh, by the way, Cowboy fans, don't get nuts. You've got Lions, Bills, and Dolphins left, and the Eagles have Seahawks, Giants, Giants, and Cardinals. So the Cowboys certainly have a tougher uh, road to hoe after this game is over and done with. Can the, if the Eagles lose a close game today, Glenn and I talked about this hour number one, if they lose a close one today, uh, this time instead of C.D. Lamb being tackled at the two-yard line on the last play, he fights his way in on the last play, and the Cowboys win a close game. What damage does that do to the Eagles, if any? But we got, you got to look at the context. It's, it's how they lose. It, it's not that they would just lose. It's how they lose. If it, you know, Last week they got blown out, both sides of the football. They played the worst game of the season, maybe the worst in two seasons. If it comes down to the last play again, because you, yeah, as you said, as you saw in the first game, and also Dak's awful mistake to go out of bounds. You can't do that. It, if it comes yeah. down to the last play again, they give it up. Hey, you can live with it. It just again, if it's look, if they're giving up thirty-seven points, that's going to be a problem, guys. And it certainly yeah. could be. And I, I see the over/under totals actually drop by a point. I don't understand that, considering both teams are, by the way, very healthy. All the players in both teams will be available today on their fifty-three-man rosters. Yeah. So there should, there should be a high-scoring game. You don't have to worry about weather. So, Jody, to answer your question, it would come down to the context and how they, how they would lose. Look, if, they, if their defense plays great and they lose 17-16, to 16, and we all look at, you know what, hey, 
I could live with that, the way that they play. But last week was embarrassing. That cannot happen again. I agree. So, Adam Kaplan, what's your pick? Well, last week was the first week I picked against them. and I, I wish I would have picked them to lose by more than three. But I'm going to pick the Eagles to win this game. I'm expecting, because as you set this, this talk today up, I'm expecting them to just be a pride game. It, it's less about who the opponent is. It's, the game is on national TV. So obviously for playoff implications and, and tiebreakers and so forth. But the big thing is, particularly this defense, which is ranked 32nd, guys, this is a damning stat, in quarterback and wide receiver and tight end production. They finished last season at, no, at number five. That's how bad, how great they were, not giving up big plays and explosives. Mm-hmm. They're the worst in the National Football League right now, ranked 32nd. That's pretty bad. Yeah. But hopefully not uh, does not crop up often today because I, I, I think it may because I, I actually think it's going to be a high-scoring game. You threw out that 17-16 possibility. Yeah, no, 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 I was I, joking. That, I'm saying right, right. Like I that. knew you yeah. were joking. I'm saying yeah. that's not happening today. This one's going to be played in the low 30s, high 20s at least, if not in I the agree. low 30s. AC, thank you very much, brother. Okay. Thank, thank you. you, Adam. Talk to you again. Have a good one. There you go. Well, he picked him to win. I kind of like that. He's, I mean, he's not a guy who... As you would say, Jody looks at the world through green-colored glasses. No, he said right here, and I believe him. I didn't hear it, but I believe him. He took San Francisco last week because yeah. I did too, and uh, I would say I was surely in the minority in this town. Most people picked the Eagles to win, even though they were an underdog against the 49ers. Uh, let's get Eric in Lumberton. wants to talk about the tight end coming back. We have not discussed that, Eric. What do you think? Well, hi. Can you hear me, guys? Yeah, we got you. Okay. Listen, I'm, 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 I just stopped the treadmill in my it's, Eagles shirt. It's funny. It sounded like you Good were running. Yeah, Keep, there you go. Make Good sure work. you pick up as soon as this call is done. Get right back up on the horse. Listen, I got my Eagles headband, shirt, shorts, socks. Nice. The nice. dog is going to wear the Eagles sweater tonight. May I just start by saying <laughs> Dallas sucks before we oh, go any further. And one other quick thing that's been, been gnawing at me. Everyone says the Eagles are lucky. Well, was it luck when Quez Watkins kept on dropping passes last season? No, we just got outplayed. We had inferior personnel. When we win, we earn our win. Thank you. Great. Now, for, for Dallas Goddard, you know what? If you can't make the other team respect the middle of the field, then they can shift their, their people to concentrate on A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. You know, the fact is, yeah, they're great players. They high point the ball. They muscle their way through. But if it's one less, you know, uh, def- uh, target you really have to defend, mm-hmm. that's a big freaking deal. Yeah. It's very clear that Hertz didn't trust Calcaterra or Stoll. Did, did they get any targets last week at all? Uh, I think one catch for seven yards. Yeah. Okay. Plus, we don't score 19 points last last week if Goddard was back because because – we would we would have a much better offense when we have more weapons, you know. And by the way, like, yeah. and by the way, helps you in the run. He can block. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. He's, yeah, I he's, think you make a good point. And uh, doing us a favor, I want you to get back on the treadmill as we're speaking. Thank you. And no, I want you don't hang up on us yet. All right. And I want you to give us your prediction as you run. How fast do you run? What do you set it at? Ah, uh, I set up, start off about. Six four to six six miles per hour. That's pretty so good. About a, nine, about a nine minute mile. 
Yeah, well, and then I run, I run it up to about seven miles per hour. All right, so, hey, so I'm an old man. I'm, a, I'm an old man. I need. I I'm need a, listen. To... I'm impressed, buddy. I, I can't go. I, I can't even run. So I'm proud of you. All right. So are you running? Tell us the score as you're second. running. Okay, hold on a second. Right. I am going to start back Jody at six. Says six. First in radio, I believe. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wait. I got to wait for it to start. Yeah. Okay. Nope. Now it's starting. Take your time. Okay. Um, we are going to win by uh, seven to ten. It's probably going to be twenty-seven twenty or. Um, a thirty-one twenty-one. There you go. We will win. Guaranteed. Eric, great stuff. Have a great day. Keep Thank running. You, you too. There go you go. far as go. <laughs> I like that. Listen, he can still run. Mine, you know, as you know, ten knee surgeries. I, I ain't running anyway. So if he can do, he starts at six eight and goes up from there. That's impressive. Yeah, but you still got the monster calves. I do. I do. They they they, they keep me mobile. I'll say that much. All right, we'll get Adam before the break. Adam, you calling from Houston, Texas? Yeah, driving up from Houston. Nice. <laughs> yeah, well, the last time I was in Dallas for an Eagles game was the pickle juice game, believe it or not. Oh, oh you're going today. Are you going today? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. we're going. We're driving up there right now. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, me and my son Jake. So we're excited. We, were, we went to Philly for the Cowboys game last year. It was a blast. Love it. So, so what do you and look, your son Jake think today? Well, you know, one of the things we're curious about is um, there's been chatter about the receivers either not getting open or Jalen not finding the receivers. And I, I wanted to ask you guys whether you think whether you think there's an issue, whether it's a Jalen issue or a receiver issue, and related to your last caller, you know, whether Goddard coming back today might help in that area. I hope Goddard helps. I just looked it up, uh, MacMan. We know that Goddard went down with an injury last year at uh, relatively the same time, a little later. Yeah. Um, but came back in his first game. It was against, of all people, the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. He had three catches on three targets, but he went for 67 yards. On three catches, that's pretty yeah. damn big. That's sure. 22 yards per catch. If he has 22 yards per catch again today, that will help the Eagles win the game. Yeah. All right. I like it. Well, go Birds. We're going to win today 31-23. Adam, are you, are you a Philadelphia area guy who ended up living down there? Is that what happened? Yeah, I've been in Houston for like 26 years, but diehard Eagles fan. And my son, you know, even though he should be a Texas fan primarily, he's a Birds yeah. fan too because he's grown up seeing me screaming at the TV every Sunday. Mm, that's, so. that, there you we're, go. We're diehards. Hey, have an easy drive. Have a great time tonight. Thanks, guys. Love your show. Uh, thank Appreciate you very it. much. I admire that, Jody. Driving Houston to Dallas is like, that's pretty long, right? Yeah, it's, it's not a hop, skip, and a jump. That's a pretty good drive, yeah. yeah Same state, but there's a lot of miles in between. Yeah, and I think I've heard you say, a, describing people like I call it before, that's good parenting, right? Yeah, I think that's good parenting. I, I've always been a little conflicted. About, I moved here. And decided if I'm going to live here, work here, raise my kids here, I had to raise my kids as Philadelphia fans and give up some of my old loyalties. But my son, who my older son, Ted, you know Ted, who now lives in Boston, his two sons, who are 11 and 8, my grandsons, are not being raised as Patriot fans, which is okay by me. They're diehard Eagle fans. In fact, Jody Mack, Christmas Day, I will be taking the three of them well, Ted's been to games before, but the little guys—it's their uh, their Hanukkah present. I'm taking them to the Eagles Giants game on Christmas. Very nice. Day. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, that'll be fun. They're they're pretty excited about that. 
maybe I'm confusing bad parenting for allowing cowboy fans here in Philadelphia. That uh, that we we yes, I do feel, I do feel strongly about. I think that. I've heard you say that a couple. Yeah, times. you know, it's yeah. like that's that's you can't do that. Anyway, coming back, um, we're gonna do a little what we're watching. It's a feature I know people always enjoy, and Joni and I are gonna talk about. Uh, this being the Christmas holiday season, shows, specials that you choose to watch year after year because my wife and I sat down and watched one of our favorite movies. Today's what? Thursday night. And enjoyed the heck out of it. 215, we'll take your calls. 215-592-9494. Thanks to Adam Kaplan for joining us. Ray Dinger is going to be joining us at noon, so stay tuned for that. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. The Bed Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, the only app that I recommend and play with. 24-7 live casino action. You can bet on all your favorite sports teams. The Bet Parks app has a great offer for you to join this holiday season. Get winning on the Bet Parks app right now. It's very simple. New users, download the Bet Parks app, make a deposit, and wager just $1. And then you're registered to win great prizes weekly for the holidays or get bonus spins on the Bet Parks casino app. Plus, you get up to $1,000 casino bonus back if you're not a uh, winner in the first 24 hours of your playing. Odds, bets, slots, and games, and it's all right there at your fingertips. As a matter of fact, today, triple the odds on the line with the Philadelphia Eagles. You can get the Philadelphia Eagles plus 10.5 points on the Bet Parks app. Play with a live dealer on your phone right now. Enjoy Blackjack, Roulette, Backrack, Texas Hold'em, plus any and all of the hot uh, online slots and games and more, plus a chance to win weekly prizes for the holidays. New users only. If you're talking about the casino bonus, it must be wagered. Terms and conditions do apply. Details on the Bet Parks app on their website at betparks.com. You'll have to play. You play to win. You bet. Bet Parks. All right. Time for what we're watching. Sponsored by Guided Door and Window. So, Jody, you and I have not had the opportunity to work together a lot in uh, recent weeks uh, with the schedule being what it is on Sundays. Um, when the Eagles are home, they're not having me double shift from A, the studio, and then B, the stadium, because I can't get there in zero time. So they put you with Al a couple times, which I've listened and is a lot of fun. You and Al seem to have a good chemistry. Which, by the way, I would really like to know, if Al Morgani is listening right now, and I believe Al's coming up after us today. He's in between yeah. the MacNow shows you and I, and then you and your entire pregame squad. Um, so I would really love to be able to hold off on making my pick on the Eagle game till after Al makes his selection. Because yeah. two weeks running, Al's been wrong. He picked <laughs> Buffalo to beat the Eagles, uh-huh. and he picked the Eagles to beat San Francisco last week. Uh-huh. I took the Eagles against Buffalo and San Francisco over the Eagles last week. So in my two shows with Al, I'm 2-0, and he's 0-2. So I'd really like to know who Al likes today. It could have a major influence <laughs> on the other way. My, my pick, uh, <laughs> but I, I don't think he'll be text. I hope he texts you or I. I'll te- either way, Al, if you're listening, get your text in to either me or Mac uh, uh, so I know uh, which way to play. I today. got my phone ready just in case he does. Uh, and, and, again, it's, it's a nice combination. I've enjoyed listening to it when, when I get the chance, uh, but I more prefer, prefer working with you when we get the chance. And you've always been a good TV guy. I, my sense when I when you and I exchanged notes the other day, you're not really watching anything right now that you're saying, oh, this is the one. I was Correct. on Amazon the other day for the uh, Thursday night game, and yeah. I saw a couple things because you got to go through the whole process to get to the game itself. Oh, yeah. And oh, I yeah. did see a couple of Amazon things that looked intriguing that I want to get back to at some point. But I've not truly picked up anything new over the last month or so. All right. I started watching Fargo, 
um, and on, jeez, what the heck's it on? I guess it's on FX, uh, FX Hulu. Yeah. Uh, season four, but I'm not, I haven't seen enough yet that I'm really going to recommend it to people, but I think it's going to be good. But here's, here's what I, we can talk about today. Um, in my house with my wife, there are certain movies and or specials that we always watch this time of year. Uh, Thanksgiving related, Christmas related, holiday related, and I'm a Jewish guy, and three of these are Christmas related uh, movies that we always watch. And we were late, but we finally, because I'm in rehearsal for the play that I'm in, which I'm having fun, opens on Friday night, Players Club of Swarthmore, get out there, pcstudio.org for tickets, hope to nice. see you there. Uh, Young Frankenstein. You ever see the movie Young Frankenstein? Jody? Absolutely. It's so I'm in that. Uh, I'm I'm the hermit in the woods. It's, it's a ton of, the ton hermit of fun. in the woods. I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get to spill water on a, on Frankenstein, and it's a great time. Cool. Anyway, set his thumb on fire, all that good stuff. Um, and I literally do set his thumb on fire. Nice. But we, my wife and I, finally sat down on Thursday night and watched one of our favorite movies, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with Steve Martin and John Candy, which is a Thanksgiving movie. And we watch it every year, and I sit there, and I laugh, and I laugh. So my question, and I got others, too. Is there anything that you and Carol or you and Maddie when she was younger that, like, hey, it's that time of year, we're hanging the lights, we're buying the presents, and we're watching this? As I texted you early this week when you asked me the question, is there anything along those lines, I said, yes, but it's kind of boring. Uh, because I don't think it's unique or different than anybody else. Yeah, on right. our TV, from the time we wake up on Christmas morning, it's uh, the Christmas story. Uh, Ralphie yeah. and the crew. Yeah. And it just stays on all day until, like, NBA basketball starts. And then my daughter's a big Who fan, and I am too, so we'll flip over and watch some basketball. <laughs> but when basketball's over, we're back to uh, Ralphie and Toy Story. I love uh, I love Toy Story and Ralphie. That's, that's a great one. And uh, – <clears throat> you asked for it. You got it. Al Morgandi has texted us. Okay. I need Al's to know. Al's prediction, 29-29 tie. <clears throat> he refuses to give it up. And Al watches True Romance every Christmas season. <laughs> That's a good movie, but don't know it's holiday appropriate. Festive. Yeah, it's very uh, festive. <laughs> yeah. Not the word I would use to describe well, it. Great Al, movie. Great Al's movie. Love Al. True Romance. Not uh, festive. Um, All right. But I watch Christmas Story every year over and over and over and over again and saw it for 24 straight hours. And yeah. it's boring, but we're so dead. It's demo- not boring. It's great. Ray, when Ray and I went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, we took like 40-something listeners. We had a free afternoon, and we went to the house where they filmed that movie. Oh, really? And, oh, and they have all – I mean, it is the house where you, you recognize the house and the things in the house, and the kitchen is just the same, and they got the leg lamp in the window, and they got – Oh, yeah, they give you the rifle. You get to hold the rifle. Just don't shoot your eye out. Oh, yeah, it's it's fun place to visit. Tuesday at the McDonald House, the labor of love, the four hours of putting the Christmas tree up, and it was so much better when I had my daughter to help me. I got to do it by myself now. Um, but uh, I both uh, take it out of storage and put it up and adorn with all the decorations. There is a Ralphie ornament prominently displayed right oh, in nice. the middle of the front of the tree. And, yes, we even have, and it's put away, it'll be put away when we put everything else away, a leg lamp. Now, it's not as big as the one 
in the actual yeah. movie. It's yeah. more decorative than anything else, but it is a lamp, and you can plug it in, and it is in my living room right now. By the I way. bought one of those when I went there. They obviously have a gift shop. Mine is, oh, I don't know, about a foot tall at most. Yeah. yeah. But fun. Might be a f- mine might be a foot and a half, so it's a little yeah. bit bigger. But it's not uh, like the one in the movie itself. No. But it, 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 it will be lit along with the tree every night between now and January 18th, 19th. Uh, sometimes it's usually a solid month before I get around to taking everything down. And, you know, it's Italian for, for Gile. For Gile. you got to yeah. be careful. All right, here's the other ones that we watch uh, every year. And we, we, like, reserve a time. National Lampoon Christmas Vacation, Chevy Chase. Fan, not a fan? Not a fan. No, I like it. Love it. And this one is hers more than mine, uh, and I don't even know if you've ever seen it. White Christmas with Bing Crosby. And oh, Dan yeah. Oh, That's yeah. a classic. Yeah, it's a it is. a classic. It is. It is. And then every year, Christmas Eve or thereabouts. My wife's birthday is Christmas, by the way, but right, right around then. Uh, one of my favorites, and I watch it every year, and I love it, is It's a Wonderful Life. Right, just right there with Bing Crosby, just a stone cold classic. How yeah. can you not love it? Yeah, there you go. If, and if the other, any... the other one I watch. I told you this on the text. Um, I I love Rudolph. I want to watch Rudolph. I want to watch it every single year. But it annoys me greatly when they put it on network TV, like November 29th. Yeah. How do you air it almost four weeks before Christmas? Yeah, They're so early. dying to get the process going that they got to run Rudolph out. So I'll never watch it at that time. If it airs sometime within 10 days of Christmas, I will cancel all other plans and be in front of my TV. And the other thing I do this time of year is I listen to the Hanukkah song about 10,000 times, <laughs> which, uh, is, which is Adam Sandler. It's, it's, I'm not a huge Adam Sandler fan, but that song is just great. All-time great. Uh, Kenny Nambler is with us. Kenny, what are you thinking tonight? Well, first off, Love Actually is the movie my wife and I watch every Oh, Christmas. that's you know what? When I was talking to Mike Sealski uh, off the air yesterday, he said that's the one he and his wife watch every year. You know who's that's his favorite movie is Ed Rendell. Is it? Yep. So he's a smart man. It, it, yep. it, it, my wife loves in a good Christmas mood and other kind of moods, and that's why I like watching it at Christmas. Yeah, it's well, a good one. Um, so, um, and by the way, Glenn, that there's a event you had was phenomenal. Oh, thank you. For the first time in 30 years, man, it's great. Thank um, you, Jody. You had uh, you were out there uh, commanding the room. I appreciate that you were out there, Jody. Had a great time uh, swapping jokes with Jonesy. Doesn't get any better than that. The president of Flyers and he and I are telling jokes. Yep. Yep. Um, so Sunday night, oh Eagles Dallas seems like every year, and every year that Sunday night game, I'm just in a bad mood because I have to wait all damn day to see the Eagles. <laughs> and, and and I've had to listen all week to these Dallas fans that are chirping now because they feel all high and mighty, like undefeated at home, like three teams. And I'm just, I just know after what happened last week, the Eagles are going to come out, and I think they're going to punch them right in the mouth. And I think to see that Dak face in the corner, you know, only sitting on yes, the bench I know looking the up face. at the sky. Yeah, and we're going to see the Jerry Jones face. I just can't wait for it because I just know it's going to happen. I just can't wait for it. And, and by the way, um, you guys have known Al for time. Do you know what color the sky is and the planet he's from? I went. Hey, Kenny, thanks. Always nice to hear from you, pal. And thanks for coming out last week. I went to college with Al, and he was the same guy back then. He's always he's unique, Jody. He is he's, very unique. In, 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 in Mr. 2929, thank you very much, yeah. Al. He's not going to help you. 
Right. Uh, let me sneak this in before the break. Rabbi Saul. Rabbi, ha- uh, happy Halloween, my happy friend. Happy Hanukkah, yeah. Ha- ha- what did I say? Halloween? Happy Hanukkah. Excuse me. Night yeah, four. Yeah. Yep. Listen to the bring brightness to everyone. Yes, sir. Love, <clears throat> peace, and tolerance. I think that, that, that all of it depends upon hurts. If we see the old hurts, that's fine. If we see the new hurts, it's not. And I think he's hurt a lot more than we think. And he's going to need something over during the off season because he I has not played di- the, way, disagree. the way he used to be. Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, he, Here, but th- can I add something, Glenn? Yeah, please. Here's one thing that I, I I just wish that I knew better, and I don't, and I don't know if anyone ever will know. The first couple of weeks of the season before Jalen banged his knee, he wasn't running as effectively as he did last year either. And on several plays when last year he would try and avoid a tackle or uh, uh, strong on his way through a tackle, and I'm not talking tush-push, I'm talking about outside the pocket, outside the, the, the hash marks, he would slide and or just slide out of bounds. And it wasn't the same Jalen Hurts running the football as he was last year. How much of that was affected or determined by the fact that he signed a $250 million contract this offseason was he told by the Eagles, listen, we don't want you doing it. Don't do that. Get a first down, get close, pick up positive yards, and get the hell down. Mm. Or did Jalen say, yeah, I kind of need to do this for my team because now they need me more than ever because I got such a big salary in a capped world. I, I better play it safe. You Rabbi, don't think there's any think? of that going on? Well, let me, let me say this. The fact that he's making $50 million a year should not justify the fact that he shouldn't be playing. Like he knew it. He got paid for that. Yeah. The reason he got paid $50 million is because of the way he played, not yeah. the way he's, not, he's playing today. And I hear I, you. Num- number two, I wanted to ask why when whatchamacallit threw Smith down and the, uh, out of bounds the way he did, why he wasn't uh, penalized for that. Don't yeah, he was penalized after the fact. He got a ten thousand dollar fine. Yeah, Rabbi, happy for, Hanukkah to you, my friend. That was that was for the fight with the the guy. No, the, the, uh, according to the NFL, not the case. He was punished for the body slam. At, at least that's what the NFL reported. But he did they throw a penalty what? flag for the body slam, or did they throw the penalty flag after the brawl? I don't know that that's. I think ever they been. threw it after the brawl. I think that's they like they missed the penalty and just called it after. Anyway. What are you going to do? Big Dom barred from the yeah, side. But I did see an official NFL release that said he was fined 10000 and change, I think almost 11, 10, 9, yeah. 27 or something like that, for the hit. They for did the hit. say for but the they, hit. Yes, but I don't think they penalized it at the time. I mean, this happens all the time. There's, you know, stuff happens, there's not a flag, and then the guy gets penalized. But they missed it. And I, we got to hit a break right now. Refereeing in the NFL is not not particularly good these days it's just that's the case and do you know the stat about today's referee for today's tonight's game can you for tell the build me up the eagles can we can we tease you can it absolutely now? tease it and do it after the break uh, something to hold on for also yeah. after the break this week in eagles cowboy history got a couple of good ones 215-592-9494 hey is your home in need of new windows and doors but you've decided to break through one more cold season before making the plunge well, let me tell you, about acting now will not only keep your family feeling warm all winter long while lowering your high heating bills, 
Also going to save you big bucks with the big end-of-the-year sale from the great people at Guide Door and Window. Guide is bringing back the biggest discounts of the year. Receive 40% off each window you buy. Yep, 40% off every professionally installed window. You also receive 40% off any door, including entry doors, patio doors, garage doors, and storm doors. And don't worry about touching your holiday money because Guide will start your project with no money down and allow you to pay it off interest-free for up to 12 full months. If you need new windows and doors, you need to go Guida right now so that you can take advantage of these huge savings. All prior sales excluded. Offer expires December 31st. So call Guida today. Schedule a free in-home estimate at one eight seven seven go guida or visit them at goguida.com. That's go, G-U-I-D-A.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mac and Mac on an Eagles Sunday. Eagles Sunday night football at Dallas. 8-20 kickoff. Very excited about this game, and we haven't talked a ton about the rivalry, but this gives me the chance, Jody, to do a little this week in Eagles-Cowboys history. I got four games that came down to basically this time of year uh, in previous years, and let's see, uh, catch your memory of them. One of them actually was, this is the anniversary of it, 1989. So we're going back, gosh, that's 34 years ago. Holy cow. All he does is catch touchdowns, Jody, on this date in 1989. Chris Carter caught three passes on the day, two for touchdowns. Eagles beat the Cowboys 20-10, to 10, five sacks by the Eagles line on young Troy Aikman. You want a funny Chris Carter story? Sure. You, 1960, uh, 1989, you said, right? Yep, yep. I moved to Philadelphia and started on WIP in 1990. So that was the year before mm-hmm. I came to Philadelphia. I saw Chris out in New York City in 1989, that year. And I'd never met him before. I knew he was. He just happened to show up in the bar. He's a friend of a friend of the bar. Mm-hmm. I used to hang in in New York at the time. And it was a Saturday night before a Sunday game. But uh, I think they were playing like Sunday night. Maybe they were even playing Monday night. It wasn't like he was out the night before he had the ability. But the team had already come into town. Um, and he was he was talking to someone else. And I was just part of the conversation. wasn't talking directly to me. And he said something that I'd never heard before. That Buddy Ryan had saved his career. That yes, it, uh, that yeah. If Buddy had not taken the hardline stance that he had and released him from the Philadelphia Eagles with the problems he was having off the field and whatever, it truly got Chris Carter's head straightened out, and he went on to become a Hall of Fame receiver, mostly for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Sorry, Eagle fans, and he was Philadelphia. He was good here in Philadelphia. He was great in Minnesota. I'd never heard that before, and then yeah. it became a story for the next thirty some odd years. But I heard him tell it to someone in a bar in New York. Pretty good in that year. Pretty good. Yeah, that he he did say that uh, he had failed a drug test. He was going to take another one. He knew he was going to fail it. And Buddy said, "I'm going to cut you uh, mm-hmm. and and clean yourself up." Yeah. All right, Jody. Two thousand and three. This is a game that was played here. Uh, 
It's uh, Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb against Bill Parcells and Quincy Carter. How about that? The Quincy Carter era in Dallas wasn't what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, both teams are pretty good that year. The Eagles are 9-3 and three coming into the game. The Cowboys are 8-4. and four. But that is the day for Correll Buckhalter, who rushes for 115 yards and his best day ever as a pro, including this one. Hello. Right up the middle of the field, Buckhalter. Goodbye. Adding points on the board, Correll Buckhalter is in for the score, and the Eagles embarrassing the Cowboys here today. This will be the eighth victory in a row for the Philadelphia Eagles. They also won eight straight back in 1980. That's as good as it's been for the Eagles in their franchise history. Yeah, well, they didn't, uh, obviously, we know it was the next year that they went to the Super Bowl, but Buckhalter's always one of those guys who I thought, had he not been injured, could have had a career. Who was that on the, the color analysis there? That was great. Just uh, And we're listening to it on the radio, hello. of course, that it was on. Hello. <laughs> oh, no, he said goodbye. Goodbye. That's right. Goodbye. Excuse me. That's right. As he's taking off going into the end zone. That was great. Yeah. All right. 2007, December 16th. The Cowboys are 12-1. and one. The Eagles are 5-8. and eight. They're playing in Texas Stadium. I have no idea what the spread was, but I don't think it was uh, what the game turned out to be, which is the Eagles beat the Cowboys that day 10-6. to six. Tony Romo, and you know my feelings about Tony Romo, 13 for 36 with three oh, interceptions. How bad is that? Eagles, yeah, the Cowboys are 12-1 and one coming in. Eagles defense holds them to 240 net yards and no touchdowns. That's – I'm trying to remember the exact detail. I generally remember, but I'm trying to remember more details on how Romo bad – the numbers you just threw out. That's yeah. not an off day. That's a horrendous day. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a career bad. And the, and, and the Eagles, who were, again, they were 5-8 and eight coming in, but they had it that day. And finally, December 12th, 2010, Eagles 8-4 and four at the Cowboys. Cowboys 4-8, and eight, so not very good that year. Game is tied at 20 in the fourth quarter. By the way, in that game, Todd Harriman's caught a touchdown pass, which a highlight I play every time we have him as a guest. Tackle eligible. That's exactly right. In that game, it's tied at 20 in the fourth quarter, and then we get this play. From the nine-yard line, first down. Back to the pass. And that is caught by Jackson along the sideline. And Jackson down the middle of the field being chased inside the 20, inside the 10, and into the end zone backwards with a touchdown. Wow. Twisted his ankle, missed a couple of plays, comes back in, and it's 91 yards. Just able to stay in bounds on the left side, and he comes off hobbling. I remember that one very well uh, down there. It was a close, tight game. Eagles weren't playing that well. Again, Cowboys weren't good that year. And then Deshaun, who could always give you those highlights, he was. Uh, they retired him, or he retired as an Eagle last week. He was the honorary captain. We had him on the show, and pretty good play among many he made. If uh, Chris Carter was the guy who all he did was catch touchdown passes, all Deshaun what all uh, uh, Deshaun, Deshaun did was catch over 50-yard touchdown passes. Yeah, that's right. He was the king of over-the-top, break down the defense, long touchdown passes. 
I know some people are making an argument for him this week as a potential Hall of Famer because of a couple of statistical categories that he has on his resume, right? Like best in the history of the NFL. Uh, you think of Deshaun as a Hall of Famer? No, I think of him as, a, as they say, the Hall of Very Good. Same here. Yeah. I mean, hell of a player. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Take him know, on my team, but he's yeah. just not quite a Hall nah, of Famer. I have a high standard for Hall of Fame. Good for you. Yeah. I, okay. So um, you had said, and I'm sorry, I should have gotten to the, this before I brought all this up. Before the game, there is something to know about today's head referee of the game. Yes. So I'm on CBS Sports Radio on Friday night, and we had on uh, Mike Fisher, who writes for CowboysCountry.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Cowboy website down there in Dallas, like we have Bleeding Green Nation and a couple good Eagle websites here in town. Um, and he noted this to me, and I did not know this, but I've since re- researched it and found out to be true. John Hussey is the referee for today's game, uh, he and his crew. It's one of the more respected crews in the National Football League, as a matter of fact. Uh, he did last year's NFC Championship game at Lincoln Financial Field that we know went the Eagles' way because Brock Purdy got hurt. Yeah. Um, John Hussey's last seven games doing the Philadelphia Eagles, the Eagles are 7-0. and Hello. 7-0 and in games where John Hussey's crew has worked the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, well. That included last year's championship game and the Eagles and the Cowboys last year in Philadelphia, as a matter of fact. Uh, but I, I almost hesitate to give this stat out, Mac, because – now it gives Eagle fans something less to fall back on if the Eagles don't win the game today because <laughs> this town is infamous for blaming the referees after the fact, right. and that just can't hold up when you're 7-0 and with the crew that's working today's game in the last seven games they've worked. Yeah, Hussey's on our side, is he? Where's John Hussey from? Do we know? I have no idea, yeah, and I well. don't put much. I hope no. I think that you flip a coin seven times. Well, I, listen, the Eagles have been pretty good, so they're going to, with most officials, win more games than Correct. they lose. But I, I'm, I, I, I have a lot of problems with NFL refereeing overall. One thing I don't think is that they their integrity has them lean toward a team. Agreed. Although in this case, I hope it does. <laughs> Seven and oh, Mac, man. Yeah, well, hey, let's get to eight now. All right, Hussey, do your job, man. Come on. Uh, anyway, hang in there if you're one of the callers. We'll talk to Ray Dinger when we come up, and we will get your calls. 215-592-9494. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mac now, 94 WIP. Jeremy McDonald, Glenn Mack now. Mack and Mack, 94 WIP Eagles Cowboys tonight. I am delighted to be joined by my pal, my radio partner for so many years, the great Ray Didinger, who I think, Ray, you have the opportunity this afternoon to sit around and watch football and not worry about doing anything other than watching. Which is uh, that cool. is correct. I'm going to get the uh, rare pleasure of actually watching the game with my son. That's, you know what? You worked a lot of years to, to earn that privilege. However, what I want to know is when uh, you were down uh, at the NovaCare Center earlier this week, probably with David holding up the sign that said, run the ball, <laughs> and they came out with coffee. Um, actually, I'm, I'm going to ask you the question this way. I'm going to ask it very open-ended. Because uh, I talked to you a little bit after that San Francisco game, and um, what of everything you saw in that game, moving forward, 
what alarmed you the most? Uh, the, um, the defense. The defense. Uh, I, I don't know if they, if they just ran into the wrong team at the wrong time, which could have been. Or if what we've seen now over the last few weeks is signs of a defense that's fallen apart. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I think we'll I think we'll get our answer today uh, because they're going into Dallas where the Cowboys are playing really good uh, and their offense is executing, especially in that building, at an incredibly high level. Uh, and listen, they've had a, they've had all week to study the tape of that game and. Um, Kyle Shanahan, he he handed them the blueprint, uh, and uh, and you yeah, know see, that's, that's what Joey just, Bosa said. Yeah, I mean that's there's no question. I mean that's it's there, uh, and the fact of the matter is, I mean McCarthy is not. Uh oh, did we lose Ray? Yeah, did we lose Ray. Ray, we got you. Oh, I'm I'm here. Oh, we okay. lost you for a second. The last oh. thing we heard was McCarthy is not. McCarthy, McCarthy is not the play caller that Shanahan is. Right. I don't know, but but I don't know that anybody is in terms of calling the game. I, I think Shanahan does it better than anybody. But the fact is that uh, it's all out there. He doesn't have to create very much. He just has to take that plan and move it forward. And he has a lot of the same kind of personnel. Uh, and there's some formation stuff that they can, where they can, they can isolate. It's very, it'd be very easy. It'd be very very easy for them to isolate C. D. Lamb uh, in in some with some formation stuff, with some motion, uh, stacking the receivers to one side, motion in the back to that side, pulling the coverage over, and then creating a one-on-one on the back side with Lamb, which would just be deadly for the Eagles. Uh, and it's right there. I mean, Shanahan did it a ton last week, and I'm sure the Cowboys have seen it. So if the Eagles, if the Eagles defense is really in trouble, uh, and it could be. I mean, I'm not going to tell you it's not. It could be. Yeah. You'll see it today. Uh, because the Cowboys, the Cowboys have the personnel, and they certainly have the momentum right now uh, to exploit a defense that's reeling. And you know, the Eagles have to pull. Oh, we may have lost him again. He's on and off. And we got Ray. You there? Back. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. It's it's going in and in and out. Jody, why don't you ask him a question? Uh, Ray, before we get to breaking down today's game, and you've done some of it already, but I saw it this week and thought immediately of you. Uh, your other former employer, NBC Sports Philadelphia, had a trivia question on their show with our buddy Barrett Brooks on four Eagles in the Hall of Fame who were in Philadelphia first but eventually got to Dallas, and all four of them are receivers, and they go to break. So I immediately think of two, and I get stumped on the last two. The two I thought of were Ditka and T.O., who I knew made it to the Hall of Fame, were received. They said receivers. And the other two, the uh, the fourth one, I can't even remember. And the one that I forgot, shame on me, was Tommy McDonald. That's correct. I forgot that Tommy was a cowboy. You've had so many opportunities to talk to him, you know, play, book, everything <laughs> else. Um, what was Tommy's, after it's all said and done, feeling about being a cowboy? Um, he didn't like it. He didn't enjoy his time there. He was only there for one year. Uh, and at the end of the year, he asked Landry to trade him um, because he didn't. Um, and it's funny because he was going back to, you know, going back to Dallas. I mean, he had played his college football. He's from New Mexico. He played his college football at Oklahoma. So going back to Dallas was kind of almost like coming home because he had played a lot in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, and he was a big name down there. Yeah. But he just didn't feel like he fit in the offense. He, you know, he didn't, he, he didn't hit it off with Meredith that well, he told me. 
Uh, and and Landry just wasn't his kind of guy. I mean, it, you, anybody that knows Tommy knows his personality, and Tom Landry not a fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so at the end of the year, he said, look, I, I, I really, could you trade me? And he traded him to the Rams, and he went to the Rams and had a couple of really great seasons teaming up with Roman Gabriel. But, yeah, I mean, his when he looks back on his career, the one year in Dallas is like the one he never talks about. That's why I asked, because I had completely forgotten about it. Then I, I, I said, shame on me, but I'm now not as shameful, because if he didn't talk about it, then maybe nobody should talk about it. All right, right. <laughs> And by the way, the last one is Harold Carmichael, who right. Who, oh, I forgot Harold. Who, too. Yes, who, thank you. Who Glenn. got released by the Eagles? Ray, if I say this wrong, let me know. Wanted to go somewhere. Dallas picked him up, and Harold told me the story about how he's in in the locker room, and he's looking at himself in a mirror, and he puts on the helmet, the star, and he says, "This this just ain't right." And I think he lasted six games, played in two of them, and he was out. So. Yeah, it wasn't even that many. Uh- yeah, <clears throat> yeah, he's he came back. Uh, Ray seems to be going in and out. Let's try one more time, and if not, we're gonna we're gonna have to bail on this. Uh, Ray, this is the how come this is happening? How come DeAndre Swift is not getting the ball any more than Kenny Gainwell? Uh, oh no! <laughs> you like you know what? Do me, let's 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 do this because I don't want to lose this opportunity. Um, let's let him go and call him back. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop him. And let's call him back, if you would, and let's see if we can get him on. I'll take a caller in the meantime. Let's get Bill in Woodbury while we try to get Ray on a better line. Hey there, Bill. Hi. How you doing? All right. Hey, Bill. I was, I was going to talk about, um, first of all, I don't think Ray has a, a bad sell, do you? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, I think, is a, you, it's a very astute observation. Correct. Um, I wanted to talk about the, the run game and how it helps in other things, like time, the time of possession saves your defense. It's better for your offense as far as fatigue. And that's the biggest part I like about running the ball, is what it does for your players and keeps them fresh for the whole game. Agreed. And, oh, by the way, the Eagles have a freshness issue along their defensive line. Exactly. Derek Barnett decided he didn't want to be an Eagle anymore. And when they did play him, he didn't play all that well. But at least he gave Hassan Reddick plays off. They haven't replaced Barnett yet. They've just added more snaps on to Reddick and to uh, Josh Sweat, and I'm hoping they don't run out of steam by the time we get to Week 18. The part the last week when they had the week before when they had 90 plays, and that was because they're not running the, the ball. And then you come to this week, they're so fatigued, and your your the time of possession is going the opposite. In the beginning of the year, they were doing 40-20 their side. Yeah. And the last few games, they've been doing 40-20 the opposite way. With a good so, team, you hope to be 30-30. I, listen, I entirely agree. And since you brought up the run uh, and, and how it helps, and I'm going to go, Bill, thanks for the call. Enjoy the game tonight. Let's go back to Ray. Presume he got uh, a better. Ray, we're wondering if you had bad cell phone service where you were. <laughs> no, I'm on my usual landline. I hope yeah. you guys got me now. It sounds a little rocky, so we'll try one more time. If it doesn't work, I'll just annoy you during the week. Okay. Um, Kenny Gainwell over DeAndre Swift just seems coaching malpractice to me. What am I missing? No, I'm with you. Um, I mean, Gainwell's you know Gainwell's a good player, but I mean between the two of them, I mean Swift is certainly the more explosive player, and I think the more versatile player. And the last two, I mean, last week he had just eight touches, which you know you can you can explain it away with the game was. Yeah, it's not working. 
Ray, I love you, but we're gonna we're gonna let it go because it's just not working. We'll get you another time. Enjoy the day today, Ray. Didn't you? That's a shame, Jim. But well, at least here's the good news. Yeah. You said I said it first. You agreed. Adam Kaplan agreed. Now Ray Dinger has agreed. What they see in Kenny Gainwell, I don't know what Kenny did. I don't know. It's because he doesn't fumble the football. He's a good uh, practice player. I, I don't understand it, and it sounds like I'm hating on Kenny Gainwell. I'm trying not to, but give me the breakaway player. Give me the guy who could make the big play, specifically in a game where you're losing and you need a big play to get back into it. The continued Kenny Gainwell gets as many snaps, if not more snaps, than DeAndre Swift just puzzles a lot of us who think we know what we're talking about. Puzzles is a good way, is a polite way to put it. I agree. Uh, Matt in Chestnut Hill is with us. Hey there, Matt. You're on 94 WIP. Matt. Uh, Matt is not ready. We'll put Matt on hold. We'll try Pete in King of Prussia. Hey, Pete. Ray, hey, I'm, I'm saying Ray. I'm like just trying to listen to you guys talk to Ray. But, Glenn, how you doing, man? Jody, how you been? Very good. Great. Thank you. Listen, real quick, I got to tell you this, Glenn and Jody. The last time I called you gentlemen, it was 27 years ago. Cool. And, Glenn, you and Jody made so much fun after me after the segment that what? my friends caught my wife. Oh, no. Um, what did we do to you? The topic y'all had on was women with facial hair. Oh. And I was sitting in my, I was sitting in my p- patrol car. So I called you guys, uh-huh. and I think, and I said, gentlemen, my wife, you know, because she's, you know, mixed ethnic, mm-hmm. she has a lot of hair, and she has like a thin mustache, like when you drink milk or something like that, you can see it. And I thought it was so sexy. And you guys laughed, y'all laughed, y'all laughed. Oh, no. And Glenn was up there, like, <laughs> you know. In the next segment, he was like, hey, I wonder what Pete wake up in the morning and they in the bathroom. like, honey, you going to shave today? No. And you were joking. Oh, Did no. you say that back I now? Did you really Jody. say that? 27 years ago. I, I oh, don't know. I, listen, I, was, I, I know I was younger and ruder then, and I, I, <laughs> no, but, <coughs> I'll apologize uh, to you, know, you now. Uh, listen, man, a lot of my friends, listen, they called my wife. She's like, uh, you called in the sports. It was 610 at the time, I think. Yep. Uh, I said that was Glenn and Jody, honey. It wasn't me. It was Glenn and Jody. But, uh, man, that was, we took the, the bullet for you. Uh, very good. Nice well, move. Nice end around there, big guy. I well, give you credit uh, for that. Uh, that uh, I, listen, and you man. waited 27 years to tell us this. Here's what hey, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll say. You, when I heard you guys, I had to call in. When I heard y'all. I, listen, I heard you said that you and um, Jody was going to be on yesterday, Glenn, because I was trying to get into you yeah. and ask if you remember this. from. I loved you and Mike Topic yesterday, man, but. You know, well, I, when me and my listen, brothers moved, when no, me and my I, brothers moved here from Jamaica, right? You know, we yeah. all had to pick a team. Yeah. So you know, I picked the Eagles. One picked the Cowboy. One picked the Redskins. Then. Ooh. So, and you know, I suffered the most. That's a but family rivalry. But in 1980, yeah, 1980, um, when the Eagles and the Cowboys played in the championship game, and topic you and Mike had yesterday, I, I wonder if it was Carl Peterson was the president or GM at the time. He called Tex Graham. And told Dallas they had to wear their bad luck blue yes, dark jersey. That's right. That's a good so, one. That was my thing for you and Mike yesterday, man. But I couldn't get in, man. Yeah. But I said, topic, I still, what, our, hold on, Pete. One second, Jody. Yeah. The topic we had yesterday, and I had a giveaway, was um, best eagle moment, but it had to be by an obscure person. You know what I mean? It couldn't be when Don, when when Wilbur Montgomery ran for a touchdown or Donovan McNabb did this. Had to be somebody. It's like, oh yeah, that guy. 
and we got some good ones. But I love the fact – I love your idea of the GM insisting they wear the uniforms. Now, I got a question. Did they have to be eagle positive? Yes. Okay. Win my prize? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, it's going to go Chris Bonial, but uh, – no. Glenn's, Glenn's reaction thereafter was you know what that. I would have suggested, but I would not Hell have been no. would have been would not have been truly trying for the prize. It would have no. just been to have fun at your expense. So, Pete, before we let you go, uh, I tell I you, just... I see my wife the other day with the, you know, like yeah, we're still married. You know, like you know how the women nice. got the little things that they do on their face. Every time I think about it, I always think about you two guys because I don't even know why y'all came up with the topic: women with hair or facial hair or whatever. Just... I have no idea how we did that, but Pete, let me just say. And now say, they've got all those medications that you just put on, and they take their hair off, so your wife's out of the game these days, right? Right. All, <laughs> all, all love to your wife, and uh, and and I'm. You'd still find her sexy after all these years, right? Oh yes. There you nice. go. Beautiful, man. Hey, I appreciate you guys, man. Paula, listen. We don't wait another yeah. 27 years to call us because, to be honest, I'm not sure we're going to yeah. make it. Yeah, no, we're be 27 years. <laughs> right, man. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. It's hysterical. Oh, my I don't, God. Do you remember us doing that? I topic? absolutely, positively do not remember no. that. I mean, we, we listen, we used to do five hours a day sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Five days a week, so. You know, you had to. We had to be creative, but <laughs> I'm not denying it was done. I'm just saying I do not remember it. But man, it's funny today. Yeah. Hold on one second. Justin, our producer, I think is trying to tell me something. Justin, is this something show related? Uh, something Eagles Cowboys tonight related. It yes. is. Uh, Todd Archer, one of the uh, reporters for the Cowboys, said that the Cowboys have added Micah Parsons to the injury report with an illness, but is still expected to play tonight against the Eagles. Just something to monitor. Right, because Adam Kaplan was on with us earlier and said all players are scheduled to go on both sides, that yeah. there is no player that is listed as out for the game just yet who is a usual 53-man roster guy. But if Mike had caught the flu or something, we'll see by game time. Well, Jody, as somebody who uh, is currently battling a little bit of a stomach bug myself for the last couple of days, and I'm actually doing the pregame show from – I'm working with you from home today. I'm doing the pregame show from home. I usually go in. It's like one of those days I'm staying near my home base. Gotcha. If Micah Parsons is in the same situation. Uh, Stay I home, would, big guy. Yeah. I, yeah. I will tell you this, Jody, and this will shock you. I today would not be prepared to play in an NFL game. Nice. Called upon. Yeah, so, yeah, well, and, and so. no one would expect you to, Glenn. You've been I, such a hard worker for so long. That's right. But if, if, if Mike, and, and I wish injury on nobody, but a nice 24-hour bug for Micah Parsons would be just fine with me. Which, oh, by the way, I know later this hour we'll give our picks on the game. He is absolutely so much a key to this game because they move him around and have him come some so many. If you just throw him on the right side and you say, go ahead, try and beat Lane Johnson. Nobody beats Lane Johnson, and you neutralize Micah Parsons. But they're smarter than that. They'll play him on the other side. They'll bring him up the middle. Uh, you can't let him, quote-unquote, wreck the game. Yep. If the Eagles are going to lose today, I will tell you it will be more so because of Michael Parsons and then Dak Prescott. Uh, interesting, and I think I agree with that. Having not considered, I think I agree with it. I will say, in this is going to be speaking the obvious, in the games the Eagles have won, they have done a very nice job of Michael Parsons, sometimes going right at him which, you know, his, his key to success is his pursuit and his ability to bust up plays. If you go right at him, they've had success. And, again, obviously, when they've lost, he's played really well. So if he's 
playing hurt or not playing, that's an interesting thing. Huh. A lot of, I'm guessing a lot of IV right now. They bring those fluids up. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. All right, Matt and Jason, do us a favor. Hang in there. We'll get you coming up. Anybody else wants to join, it's 215-592-9494. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, the only app that I play with and I recommend. 24-7 live casino action can let you bet on all your favorite casino games or your favorite sports. Bet Park app has a great offer for you to join right now during the holiday season. Get winning on the Bet Parks Casino app. It's very simple. New users, download the Bet Parks app, make a deposit, and wager just $1. $1. And then you're registered to win great prizes weekly for the holidays or get bonus spins on the Bet Parks Casino app. Plus, you get up to $1,000 casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours of play. Odds, bets, slots, games, all right there at your fingertips. Play with a live dealer on your phone right now. Enjoy blackjack, roulette, back rack, Texas Hold'em, you name it. They've got it, all the hottest online slots and more. Plus, a chance to win weekly prizes for the holidays and much more. For you new users, casino bonus must be wagered. Terms and conditions to apply. Details on the Bet Parks app at betparks.com. You love to play. You play to win. You bet. Bet Parks. Uh, I always love a Rodney. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now. 94 WIP, less than eight hours away from kickoff Eagles-Cowboys Sunday night football. Oh, before I go, Matt and Jason, I'll get you guys in a sec. Do you have, Jody, a preference in watching, and I'm not talking about the time, I'm talking about the announcers and the broadcast and the production. Sunday night football on ESPN, Monday night football. No, I'm sorry, Sunday night on NBC, Monday night on ESPN. Tell me if I get this wrong. Thursday night on Amazon Prime. Is there one among those that you like the best and the least? From a purely production value? And announcers, knowing the broadcast. Oh, and uh, adding the broadcasters. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I like Aikman and Buck. I really do. I think Mm -hmm. they're the best team that's Mm -hmm. out there these days. So if you're just looking for an ESPN's production, is fine. I will say this, although I've been known to whine and moan about it because of the whole streaming thing and yes. have to get out and get I'm back. And I just love to go from game to game to game to game. Like the Sixers are on against Thursday Night Football. I want to be able to tune in. They're going to break for the uh, NFL. Boom, give me the Sixers for two minutes and then let me get back to no, you got to get back into the platform. Yes. And then it comes up. Are you the dad, the daughter, the wife? And you got to hit that <laughs> button. And then do you yes, want it live? And do you want this, the right. recap of the Kids game thereafter? Right. Yeah. And then, yes. boom, I got to go down. So it takes forever to get in and out. That aside, which I can't stand, I think Amazon's production is because they're paying a whole, whole big boatload to do this. So they've sunk a lot of money into production as well. I think their production is phenomenal. See, I can't p- get past that aside because I think like every man in this generation, you can't just watch one show. It's like impossible to do that. Correct. And I, I realize that as I'm holding the clicker, and I'm, you described it brilliantly. It's like, whose account is this? i got to switch the thing. Um, and I also find, and I just might need to like up what I've got, it, it's, not, it's not as crisp and clear as it is when I watch it on, on one of the networks. Ooh, your Amazon feed? Yeah. Uh, no, I got a great picture. Yeah, the, I got a streaming picture. Might be better than the cable picture. Yeah, the, I, the modem I bought 27 years ago probably could be updated, huh? <laughs> Just 
Just saying. Okay. Probably just, my just probably user error there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Matt and Chestnut Hill is with us. Hey, Matt. You guys hear me now? Yeah, we I got, got you. you. Oh, great. First of all, uh, I wanted to thank you, Jody. Uh, last week I listened to you, and I listened to you a lot. You said A.J. Brown would go over 100. Oh, yeah. You said that the, the over would hit, so I parlayed that, and you got extra uh, odds if you went over 100 with A.J. on that. But that parlay paid really well, so thank Very you nice. so much for that. You're welcome. So my question to you first is, do you have any predictions that I could use for another parlay? I will. Um, Glenn and I will make predictions coming up here in just a couple of minutes, as a matter of fact. You're going to have to wait. So what else you got? Sorry, what was that? I guess yeah, we, I think we got nothing else. Dropped out. He's, which, he's looking for your betting advice. Which, by, by the way, yesterday, Mac Man yeah. backed into a uh, good same-game parlay. Did you see the end of the Army-Navy game? Yes. It, it, listen, there were like a million tweets in in 10 seconds that said over. So I'm guessing that's what it was. Oh, the over-under was 27 and a half, <laughs> and it was 26 before the Army quarterback under. stepped out of the back of the end zone. On the last play yes. of the game for a safety. Yeah. So I had army and over yesterday. Thank yes. you very much. Yeah, yeah. That was that was that was quite the move. Yeah. Has there over under twenty six and a half? My yep. goodness. Yeah. And and oh by the way, previous two, eleven out of the the last thirteen Army Navy games had gone under. Oh. So well, if there you, you were taking the over as low as they made the number, you were bucking a major trend. And I bucked a major trend by a half a point on a last play of the game safety. That was a game where nobody was screaming, hey, run the ball more. (laughs) 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 That was, was, if Nick was watching that game, he'll he'll see. Never is, and I I just love it. I watch the Army-Navy game every year. I went to many of them in Philadelphia. Yeah, I went to a few of them. They were great. But it's old school football. And you and I are both old school, so we appreciate it. Old school is in 1940, old school. Uh, Jason and Delco. There you go. What's up, Jason? Hey, how you guys doing? All right. Very good. So I absolutely disagree with a lot of people in the last couple of days. I don't think the sky is falling just yet. Mm-hmm. I think that – I think we needed to get kind of railed a little bit. I know how much that hurts to say and hear, but I think it's probably one of the best things for us. And come tonight, we're going to see a totally different team down in Dallas. If I may quote a movie, uh, Goodfellas, one of my favorite movies, everybody needs to take a beating once in a while. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. I think – and you could tell just listening to the players all week, there's a, a different mentality. Now, they can, you could can say whatever you want, but I, I have a strong conviction and a strong feeling that because this is a must-win for us, that they're not you – you're not going to run away with your tail tucked between your legs. They're going to come out and play a lot better. I'm – still scared about that defense in our secondary, but I think the acquisition of Shaq Leonard and having uh, Cunningham back is going to be nice. Mm-hmm. All right, let me let me ask you and Jody a question. Jody, over or under today, just today for Shaq Leonard, 12 and a half plays? The, the amount that he's going to play? Yeah, today, yeah. Oh, over. You think? Over. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I think Whoa. he's going to play more than 50% of the snaps. Ooh. Okay. I definitely agree. All right, I'm I'm fine with it. You think uh, he comes in? I mean, he's here for what four days? Yep. Okay. Interesting. Did, did you see Nicholas Morrow last week? <laughs> yes. Okay. On his on his way to getting a pink slip. 
it didn't quite get that. They got Christian Ellis. Uh, oh, Christian uh, Ellis. Excuse me. I don't. I don't want to fire the wrong guy. Excuse me. Yeah. Which, which by the way, um, Howie Roseman is taking some flack, and I'll give Howie Roseman flack when he needs to. I think he's the best general manager in all of football, but I don't agree with every single decision he makes. And the re-signing of Derek Barnett, I've only been harping on for two years, and I can was continuing. Oh, if nothing less, they'll trade him. No, they didn't even. They couldn't even trade him. They had to release him. So I'll I'll give Howie a hard time when I think he deserves it, which is very infrequently. And people are giving him a hard time because they lost Christian Ellis because they oh. dropped him and they had to put him through waivers and he got claimed. Yeah. Mark my words. Two years from now, we're not going, oh, my God, and we had Christian Ellis. I, I don't think this is one that comes back to bite Howie in the butt. Some people no. are questioning I don't, I, the way I, that he I, handled that. Hey, okay, fine. Christian, best of luck. I think you're going to need it. By the way, we were just talking about wagering. And it, it, the guy, guy wanted your advice on a game. And it reminded me, you and I made a bet. Back in April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You beat me. But how are you doing against uh, Sielski? I'm down uh, nine to seven and a half. I'm down a, a, a sack and a half in this stupid football bat. And, and part of but your he's bet. he's got all the momentum. My guys are doing nothing right now. Right. Uh, yeah. One of which I'd love to see actually do well for you today. Can Nolan Smith actually yeah. get 15 plays on the field? He nice. gets 10 or 12. Yeah. And uh, they're playing the heck out of And I'm not knocking either Josh Wett or Hudson Reddick. They're both great, but they're getting overused. Is this guy that non-prepared that they know. can't get him out there for more than 10 snaps uh, a game? He's a, a first-round draft pick. When they cut Derek Barnett, yeah, I figured, okay, they cut Derek Barnett. He gets the playing time. They're short on rotation there. Yep. They don't have enough guys to play that position, which is leading to fatigue. And you can't ask Brandon Graham to play, you know, more than he's playing. He's on a, so. he's on a pitch count. You know he's yeah, on a pitch count. Sure. They're, they're going to play him the same number of snaps every single game. It's going to be about a third of the time. we got to have somebody else in the mix, and they don't. Right. right. You, you, got, you got Sweat and you got Reddick, and, okay, let's get somebody else because you cut Barnett, and I thought it was going to be Nolan Smith, and it's not. So, yes, I'm down in the stupid football bet, which is who's going to have more sacks, Hassan Reddick or everybody in the roster from Georgia. And I'm now losing. But let us review the stolen base game that we made bet we made before the season, which was with all of the new rules. I predicted stolen bases would be what was it, 15 percent? Was that the no. number that we had? I think it ended up at like 15 percent. No, was it 10. ended up more than that. Was it more end, than 15? Stolen bases were up 35 percent. 35. Oh shoot! Then you lapped me. You not oh, only yeah. beat me, you lapped me because the bet was. The bet was more than 10. Yeah, from two, oh, more than 10. From 2,486 to 3,503. In tw- the previous season, only three teams stole 100. No, I'm sorry. In the previous 10 seasons combined, only three teams stole as many 150 bases. This year, five teams did it on their own. First time it's happened this century. Stolen bases are back. I forget what you owe me. Was it dinner? dinner. Yeah, okay. Well, which you we, said we'll, if I showed up at your charity thing, you we that's right. Yeah, you did. Okay, we're even. But good uh, work. If you want to go out to dinner, I'll show at least. Well, we're going out to dinner town. because we gave one away at the charity thing. There you go. So you're going out to dinner, but you don't have to buy. But you can leave a tip. I, I got the tip. Done there deal. Which, right. by the way, on that stupid bet that I made that you crushed me on, Forty yep. ers over Eagles, like uh, <laughs> distance of the actual outcome. The one thing I blatantly underrated. The three throws over to first base. Yes. 
I did not you know, know that was go. going yeah. to have a major implication on how much running was going to be done, and I firmly mm-hmm. believe that's the main reason why you saw that massive jump up this year. And by the way, I n- not just because I won the bat, but I enjoyed it thoroughly seeing stolen bases back. I thought it made the game better. Absolutely right. Yeah. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll get some more calls in. Jody and I will give our picks of three NFL games. We're going to get to it this segment. We'll get to it next segment. So don't go anywhere. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now, 94 WIP. All right, Jody McDonald, it's time for you and I to put on our prognosticator hats and make some picks. Hit the music there, Justin. There you go. Jody, pick a game. I got a, I got a bunch today. Yeah. Uh, well, give me one, I'll give you one, we'll go back. All right. Um, I'm going to take the Chicago Bears. They're getting Ooh. three and a half points from the Detroit Lions today, and this isn't a... Eagle-centric, ooh, Lions could lose, make it easier for the Eagles. No, I think the Bears, supposedly a cold-weather game today. The Lion quarterback has never been great in bad weather. Uh, They're a dome team playing outside. Fields has been better the last couple of weeks. Uh, And I I think the, the Bears almost beat him in Detroit three or four weeks ago, had the game, gave it up late. I think the Bears can win the game today. I'm certainly taking three and a half points at home with the Bears. All right, I'm not touching that one. I'm taking the Ravens, giving seven and a half points to the Rams. And um, I read the narrative. The Rams are fighting for their playoff life. Big big deal. Uh, The Ravens are coming off their bye, which means they're rested. They are tied for the best record in the AFC at nine and three. They got two tough games coming up on the road at Jacksonville and San Francisco. Then they're home to Miami. Uh, and um, I think they're looking for a, a nice game to roll, and this is the one. The Ravens are 18-1 and one in games against the NFC opponents where Lamar Jackson has started. Maybe that's a bogus stat. I don't know, but it's 18-1. and one. And earlier this year, the Rams played the Lions and Seahawks at home and beat them by a combined 75-9. to nine. I think this is the day where Baltimore rolls and the Rams are the victim. I think they'll run the ball effectively today. Baltimore's got one of the best running attacks in the National Football League, and I think they'll run it heavily against the Rams. Half point scares me, but I'm rooting for you. All right, pick number two for me. I know it's only one game, but I was pretty damn impressed by the Bengals quarterback filling in for Joe Burrow last Mm. week. Browning has not played all hell of a lot of NFL football, and he might be a one-game wonder. But people said that about Brock Purdy after his first game last year, filling in for Jimmy G, and he's gone on to be the MVP leader in the clubhouse with four or five weeks to go. I'm not suggesting he'll be the same. I'll come, but close enough. I think the Bengals win. I give a point and a half against the Colts at home with Cincinnati. Good game. All right. That sounds like a good game. All right, so the Niners are at home given 10.5 to the Seahawks. It's a divisional game, and the Seahawks certainly still have playoffs. Their aspirations, I guess they do. Uh, they're a 500 team now. But I saw enough of the Niners to think that they're really good and they're on a roll. And you said earlier the best team in, in the league. They certainly are right now. I mean, they scored six straight touchdowns against the Eagles last week. 
They played in Seattle on Thanksgiving, and the Niners beat the Seahawks 31-13. to So I certainly think they can repeat that at home. Um, I, I, maybe the Seahawks move the ball some with their offense. Also, maybe they get a turnover too. But I just don't see how they're going to stop the Niners' offense right now. I don't like giving double digits, but I – Certainly, and and I don't think San Francisco is going to have an emotional letdown. It's at home. It's a divisional game. I'm taking them, giving ten and a half. I would have thought about taking that if the line hadn't gone up to thirteen. You you are not alone in thinking the 49ers are going to put a hurting on the Seahawks today. I was certainly leaning in that direction. I didn't get in when it was ten and a half, but you correctly stated that's what it opened at. It's oh, what is 13. it now? I'm sorry. 13. Oh, three. Well, that's because Gino. But if guess, you saw it at 10 and a half, if you tell me that's when you made the pick, it's 10 and a half. Yeah, well, that's when I made the pick the other day. Uh, but, yes, and Geno Smith uh, could well be out, so that's probably why it's moving. Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll log in at 10 and a half. All right, here's my final pick. That would be the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I'm going to take the Eagles to win the game outright. I think they beat Dallas today. I think the offense clicks back in. I think A.J. Brown is going to have another big day. I predicted a pretty big day last year week, and he had those tremendous slant completions that got him over 100 yards. I think it goes over 100 again today. Um, the defense will be better than it was last week. Going out on a limb here, uh, defense will be better because it was about <laughs> as bad as it could get. They will give up week. six straight touchdowns. Today, yeah, no they? six straight touchdowns for Dallas today. Um, I think they'll do enough defensively, and I think they're going to have a very good offensive game. I watched Geno Smith move the ball against Dallas last week with a bad arm. Geno's arm is like hanging off, and he's throwing ducks up there and completing passes. The Cowboys secondary, uh, the Brand Kid's a, a big play player. He's got all those pick sixes, most ever in a season in the NFL. But he also can be beat, and I think the Eagles will beat him uh, enough today. I'm uh, in a high-scoring affair, so I'm taking Eagles plus the over 51. Eagles 37. Eagles 31, Cowboys 27. 31 to 27. That's pretty good. I, gotta, I forget what I picked on Facebook. I picked it this morning. I don't even remember what I picked. Uh, but but I agree. I mean, it was right in that neighborhood. I think it was 33 to 30, I think is what I picked. Um, and I agree with you. And, I mean, I don't want to say the Cowboys are a fraud because they're certainly not a fraud. But I look at the games that they've won, and they beat the Patriots and the Commanders and the Rams, who the Eagles have beaten. They beat the Jets, who beat the Eagles, so I'll certainly notice that. But also the Cowboys beat the Giants twice. They stink. They beat the Chargers barely. They beat the Panthers, who are the worst team in the league, and they beat the Seahawks at home, a game they nearly lost. So I'm just not convinced that the Cowboys are, are that good. I got trends that run into each other here. Uh, the Eagles haven't beaten the Cowboys in Dallas since what, 1934. I forget what year it was, but it's way back. The Eagles are also, as Adam Kaplan noted, 18-5 and five on the road under Nick. The Eagles bounce back well. I think they're going to score a lot today, and they're going to win. I think I said 33-30, to 30, so I'm sticking with you, which means you and I are both taking the Eagles in the over, and hopefully we will all be delighted by this. One last trend stat. Um, yep. What would you say has been the Eagles' best defensive effort all year? Um, Shut down a high-powered offense. Uh, well, not the Bills. When the Dolphins came. Oh, the town. Dolphins. Oh, yeah, the Dolphins. Absolutely. Dolphins. And that was the week after the Eagles 
loss right to after the, the Jets. Jets. That's right. So they came back with their best defensive effort of the year off a loss. I think they can do some of that today against Dallas. Well said. All right, Justin, cut it. Let's grab a call or two here. Larry in Maple Shade, thanks for your patience, Larry. Uh, no problem, guys. Um, first, I was going to get a chance to talk to you. And me being a Cowboys fan, I do agree with you guys that the Eagles will win because Prescott also has not been able to beat a team with a winning record for years. Yeah. Well, kind of what and, I was kind of similar to what I was just saying, looking over their record. They listen, the schedule is what it is, and you beat who you play, but. I just I don't feel like they've been tested yet this year. No, well, yeah, they were tested against the uh, uh, against the, uh, against the Forty Nine. Well, we all saw how how that went down. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just really you know you know I'm a Cowboys fan, but also I'm an Eagles fan, and you have to I keep you know I keep myself honest as possible, and I I just don't think Prescott can do it because they ha- he hasn't done it, and until he does, I got to go against what my what my uh, overzealous uh, Cowboys fan would think. But I have how to keep you, myself honest. How do you honest. navigate that? You said you're a Cowboys fan and an Eagles fan. How do you navigate that? Well, I mean, I mean, I'm a, well, I, I listen to WIP all the time, so I kind of like follow the Eagles just by that. But I'm also a football person, so I, you have to respect what Hertz has done. I, I believe Hertz is more of a of a favorite of an MVP versus Prescott because I look at what the you know record says, and you know Hertz has beaten teams with winning records. Well, Prescott hasn't. Yep. Very yeah. fair. But yeah. Dak is I, – I gave you the MVP earlier in the show, Glenn, uh, about eight different betting markets. Purdy is on top of most of them. Dak is on top of a couple of them. And Jalen is either second or third. So all three of them very close. It's very little it separates the three. I think the results this weekend may give us a definitive leader. Yeah, until two weeks later. Right, I mean it, that that market is keeps changing a lot, which is why you know if you if you're betting on it, you hope you get your bet down uh, early. You did one of those last year. I forget what it was. Oh you no, a, no, no, not last year. This year. This year. What were, you had like a real? Oh, is the Super Bowl was the Dolphin Dolphins Eagles? Oh, that that was now that was last year. I that Dolphins was last Eagles year. Okay. at right. four fifty to one. Yeah, Eagles yeah. against the Dolphins in the Super Bowl, and we were both three and zero. I was pretty excited about it, to be truthful with you. Uh, didn't didn't cash that one, but yeah. no, my my only player prop bet this off season leading into the year was Brock Purdy for MVP at fifty to one. You did have that's what I thought. Okay, oh yeah, you did have that. I got fifty to one, uh, and now he's the leader in the clubhouse, uh, and you can't get him at better than three to one. I so got your wallet 50. and your fandom are at odds here. No, how's my <laughs> wallet at odds? Uh, well, I'm saying I, I assume you would like to see the Eagles get there, win the Super Bowl. Oh, they can't. That's the playoffs. That's all oh, okay. the story. MVP oh, okay. is, so is ending the regular the season. MVP, oh yeah, and then, and that's then all gets... over and done with. And oh, okay. the team that I, I picked you. to go to the Super Bowl yeah, is sure. the Philadelphia Eagles, and they can still do so. Yeah, of course. I guess the MVP doesn't have to do anything in the postseason. Yeah, huh. good. All right. Well, I can't say I'm exactly rooting for you, but but good luck. You know. All right, last call of the day, Chris in Newark. Hey, Chris. Hey, Mac and Mac. It looks like you're closing out your show with me, so pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yes. Who is the most, the least appreciated eagle at the thought I've had lately a lot? Um, I heard uh, one of your callers say uh, a few yeah. minutes ago that the sky is not falling. But imagine if Jake Elliott had not made that kick. Oof. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In that situation, in those conditions, what kind of position would the Eagles be in today? Very true. 
they lost that game of the Bills, yeah, it would have been. Well, yeah, I was going to say the, the game against the Niners might have been different, but not enough. They would have they would have lost that game too, and and now this guy would have definitely been falling upon us. So just a little kicker love. Well, there you I, go. and that's Very fair. Good. I don't know. I don't know if you listened yesterday. We had David Akers on as a guest. Did you? I missed oh, that. Yeah. Oh shoot! Oh, he's. Great. I love Akers. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll try next. I usually get him like once every six months. I'll make sure next time it's when you and I are together. Sure. And he's terrific. And he talked about the pickle juice game. And he talked. You know, he talked about being down at the draft in Dallas when he, you know, trolled them. It was great. Uh, but he did like four or five minutes just his own appreciation of Jake Elliott. So. Chris, Jake Elliott is a terrific kicker and has been in this franchise for a few years. Listen, the Super Bowl year, he doesn't hit that one against the Giants, the 61-yarder, right. who knows. So, right. Yeah. No, uh, kicker appreciation is valid and welcome. Thanks, Thank guys. you for closing the show. The call. Appreciate it. You got it. Any closing words, Jody Mack? Um, other than I think the Eagles are going to win a tightly contested game. We're all going to be up uh, after 11 o'clock tonight. For those of you who go to bed early on Sunday night, forget about it. No. Not happening. This no, game is going to – I don't know if it's going to go down to the last play, tackle at the two-yard line, but this game will not be decided very early. I think it will be a great game and a very fun watch. I agree. I'm going 33-30 Eagles, and I'm thinking everybody shows up tomorrow bleary-eyed and happy, a little late for work. and all the bosses will understand that, no question about it. Jody, always a pleasure. Justin uh, Morgenstein produced today, did a fine, fine job. Al Morgani and Hunter Brody, is that is, yeah. I got that right? Okay, they are coming up next. Stay tuned. Hey, I'll be. I'm going nowhere. I'm uh, going to be back in four hours for countdown to kickoff and then the pregame. Uh, Jody, I'll see you next. Right, I'll see you next weekend. Yes, we will. I'm looking forward to always do Mac man. All right, everybody be well. Enjoy the day. Stay right here on 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.